Alright everyone, welcome to 2017's Game of the Year podcast. We are, as usual, it is me, Nukio, and uh, Matt here, and we are going to let you know what our top 10 favorite games of the 2017 were, starting with our number 10 game. So, does anyone have anything they want to say before we start this? Well, I've, there will be spoilers of varying degrees. There will be spoilers, yeah. and I, I just have to ask, because you said you had to make one really tough cut. What was that tough cut? I got it was it. my 10th cut. Oh. Was it, well, it was the for my, it was vying for, not necessarily 10th place, maybe 9th. What was that cut? Uh, it was Mario and Rabbids. Okay. Uh, huh. I thought about it really hard. I, I see. That's mm. why this year was crazy. This is one yes. of the best years for video games in a very long time. I did mm. really like Mario and Rabbids, so mm. I was actually upset that I cut it. There was a well. I guess I could just talk about. Well, I don't want to necessarily say a bunch of things that just like <laughs> right, didn't right. make it. But one, one that I thought about a lot was Rivals of Aether mm. because it came out this year technically out of early access, and I love that game. But I thought about it, and I did not have the most fun playing it this year. See, I have the same thing with Crawl. Yeah, right. Where it's like, I, that's not a 2017 game to, to me. To me, yeah. We played it once. Uh, for yeah. You didn't even play it. We played, yeah, that's right. I did not even play. That was you guys on yeah, Extra Life. We played it for an hour. Like, I, I had a hard time saying, like, that's a good 2017 And, like, yeah, like, game. Rano and Claren, the DLC characters, came off of Rivals of Aether, and I was just like, I did play a decent amount, but, like, when mm. I played Rivals of Aether a lot, it was last year and right. the year before when it actually was in early access. Right. So that's really weird, because it did come out. And I don't, it's, yeah, I feel I feel very weird about that. There were a couple other that I just was, mm. like, slashing viciously, but... Is Crawl exactly the same as it was in early access when it was no I, it's, it's it's a lot different now it, it's a lot longer and you don't seem to get nearly as many uh monster points so you don't you don't like level up your monster like all the way or like yeah like as fast. it seemed like remember before i mean like usually at 20 30 minutes into that game you had like all your monsters like leveled up to max like you maybe get one in that like hour so. there was a new boss that they mm. fought when they were oh, playing. Nice. did jumbo yeah. win I think so. I, it was the first time I actually ever made it to the boss yeah. with Crawl, but... Yeah, and so that was because like, you two weren't playing. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, so I thought about Rivals of Aether also, but Rabbids was the one that I actually mm. like. It was like, I... Fuck, oh, I don't know. There were there were a lot of games that I... Like, if I could have crammed a bunch more into this list, I would have done it. Mm. But I do think that the ten games that I picked... I feel pretty good about overall. Like, in general, I feel very strongly about each of them. Not necessarily because they're good, but because mm. I personally like them a lot. Yeah, I will say, for me, the tough one was Resident Evil. Yeah. Because I thought that was just a really well-made game. It's just, like, I didn't have fun playing it, so that's yeah, why that's, it's just... That's it, fair. It, yeah. it It's like a personal list. list thing, right. so even yeah, if you, right. it's good, it doesn't necessarily mean Yes, yes. Right. These are these are I think that's important. These are our favorite lists. These are not what we think are the best games. So like, yeah. No, I think they're the best games. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> I mean, I would agree with that in my list, but like it might not necessarily be true. Um, okay, so I'll I'll start. My right. my number ten was Digimon World Next Order because f I love Digimon World on the PlayStation One, and I feel very strongly about this. Even back then, that shit was ahead of its time. Because it was like a roguelike before roguelikes got really popular. Like, you would raise your Digimon, and then they would, like, die, and you'd have to start over. But they might, like, retain a percentage of their stats so you could, like, get better and better. But it was, like, 
open world and you would like explore and find new Digimon and recruit them to come to your village to like get new facilities and like shops and stuff. Digimon World Next Order literally is that again, but it mm. came out this year and now you raise two Digimon <laughs> at the same time. And it's really weird because like Digimon World 2 and Digimon World 3 were not the same as the original. Like 2 was like I can't even describe it. 2 sucked. It was Digimon- a bad like it was dungeon like a bad dungeon crawler, and then three was just like straight up like a turn-based RPG. Like they looked at Pokemon and were like, "Well, fuck, <laughs> we got to get in on that train." So they stopped like what I thought was like pretty inventive, and then they brought it back for this, which I know a lot of people got disappointed by because it wasn't the follow-up to the turn-based RPG Digimon Story Cyber Sleuth from the year before. But like, I don't care. Like, I love Digimon World before. I love it now, and it was one of those times where like I felt like I was a kid again not that i played digimon world when i was a kid because i think i played it for the first time two years ago yeah but it's just one of those things where i on my days off i was staying up until like five in the morning and like not realizing it was five in the morning because it was just like i have to raise this next digimon or i have to i know how to how to like recruit this guy for my city like i have to do that and like while i this is why i said i think that these are like my favorite games not necessarily the best it's not great <laughs> like it's not like a great game i just Back then, the original, I think, was great, like, for the time, and it's probably, like, underappreciated, but this is just, like, the same thing, but in a slightly more modern context, and, like, it has a story, but it's, like, kind of bad, as most Digimon games are, I feel like, which is weird, because I really like the story of the show, but, yeah, I I don't know, and I played it a lot, I didn't do, I didn't end up doing a lot of the post-game stuff, because it ended up being just weird, like grindy bullshit which i guess the main game was kind of weird grindy bullshit too but i like that because it's just it's cool to raise up those digimon and like you have to try to figure out where their stats need to be like they have to have certain stats to evolve into certain digimon and like you can fuck that up on accident and then get something you don't want and then you gotta like well i gotta wait for this guy to die now (laughs) um and so it's really cool to get the digimon that you want and it like is kind of challenging and you gotta go through many cycles and the city grows as you recruit more people. I just like Digimon in general. Would you say this felt more like the anime than like Cyber Sleuth or? I don't know because like the, I think Digimon World is more akin to like the original like Digimon Tamagotchis mm-hmm. because they like still those weird things like where they will poop on the ground and mm. you can't let them do that you got to take them to the bathroom one of the few games i've ever played where you have to like make something go to the bathroom in a toilet sims. i feel like the sims yeah sims which i mean that's a yeah. completely different game completely different. like it's, it's <laughs> but yeah i i think that cyber sleuth is probably closer to the anime mm-hmm. and it's crazy because now digimon games are back and namco's putting one out every year like in two weeks the follow-up to Cyber Sleuth is coming out here in this country. Which it's like, it's basically the same game just told from a different perspective and there's more Digimon I can get now. So that's cool. But yeah, I, I really like Next Order. I think it's really cool. Would you rather have another... Would you rather have another Cyber Sleuth or another one like New per- Order? Pers- new personally, I, personally, I would rather have one like this, Next mm. Order, because I, I don't know. I think there's more replay value in it. As opposed to just, like, the turn-based RPG system and how you get Digimon and Cyber Sleuth is kind of like... Is it just kind of like the turn-based... There are better turn-based strategy oh, games. Oh, for sure, yeah. So. And, like, 
uh, yeah, Digimon World is so weird because you, like, don't actually fight. Like, they just kind of do it on their own, and you have to hope that they're cool enough and smart enough to figure it out. Which, like, their AI is one of the things you can train, so mm-hmm. they make smarter decisions and stuff. Hmm. But, yeah, I just, I just like Digimon World very much. All right. Yeah, yeah, I got a lot better than the original Digimon World, though. Yeah, you think so? so yeah. That, the original is, like, savage in a way that is, like, <laughs> yeah. fucking crazy. Yeah. Because, like, you can't carry over their stats for, like, a really long time in the original. Yeah. So you're basically just, like, working towards nothing for a lot of the time. But in the new one, they fix that problem, I think. Right. Yeah, I don't know. What do you got? All right, Nukio, what's your number 10? My, my number 10 is Sonic Mania. <sighs> I st- so, like, like how most people... I think a lot of people grew up with, like, Mario and, like, Donkey Kong... Uh, that wasn't necessarily me. The The first Mario I played growing up was Super Mario World, but most of it was Sonic, Sonic and Mega Man. So I really love Sonic Mania. It's like a really good throwback to the old games that most Sonic games now are kind of not doing. Let's not talk about Sonic Forces. <laughs> That's number nine. <laughs> That's number nine, guys. <laughs> I, forgot, I forgot to add Sonic Forces to the list of games I beat. Uh, yeah. That's how much I just didn't care. That's garbage. You can watch my playthrough on my YouTube channel. <laughs> Brilliant stuff. Yeah, I, like, I, I really like the music. It's very good. And, like, all the nostalgia, but, like, playing it, I... Di- I I found myself getting a lot more angry than I, than I felt like I would because... I've come to realize, like, man, the, the physics in those Mario games were, like, bad. In Mario or Sonic? Or Sonic, yeah, wow. Okay. So it's just like, you're, you're going really fast, and then you hit a wall, and you are just, all momentum is just stopped, and that is really frustrating. And water levels suck, as always. I can't believe, of all the levels that they chose to bring back... They brought back Hydrocity Zone. Like, what the fuck? That was one of my least favorite Sonic levels, period, ever. And I was thinking the whole time I was playing through Sonic Mania, like, oh shit, there's not this shitty water level. And then it was there, and I was just like, motherfucker, come on. I feel like when it comes to 2D platformers, everyone complains about the water levels, and developers just keep putting them in they for just some reason. They just never go. <laughs> I mean, even at in, best, even in a lot of 3D games, they suck. Yeah. Right, swimming is like never great. I feel like in most video games in general. Yeah, I can't think of a video game that I've thought like I'm really enjoying this. Yeah, I feel the Sonic water levels are crazy though because I feel like they're extra stressful. Cause like the music fucking speeds up, and then there's the like, dun, 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 yeah, dun, and you're, like, you're gonna run out of air, and you're getting like, air, uh, finding air somewhere, and it's just it's oh, too stressful. That's yeah, that's yeah, you gotta like get the specific air bubble pocket. <laughs> that's fucking crazy. At least with like Donkey Kong and Mario, it's just like you're just there, there right? <laughs> in the water, yeah, yeah. for some reason can breathe forever. Monkeys can breathe underwater. <laughs> um, do you have anything else you want to add? Or no, I kind of I like it, but. It it's a game I wanted to try, and I just never really got around to it because there's just there were a lot of games this year. I got stuck on a boss in one of the like few. There's like three or four zones I had left, I think, and I just like I didn't have like the will to continue for some reason. And it's not that the game wasn't I didn't like it because I think it's really good. It's just I don't have that Sonic nostalgia that a lot of people have. Like I think that Sonic Mania is really cool that they're able to do that, but like. 
I just I didn't grow up playing Sonic in that same way, so it's hard for All me. Right. Do you think if this guy, because it was like Christian one guy, Whitehead, yeah, if he made another one, do you think it will be as impactful, or do you think it was just like, hey, they they finally made a good one? I don't. I don't think it will be as impactful, but if if they do let him do it again, I I hope he like just goes all out and just puts in like a whole bunch of like stuff for nostalgia's sake. Do you think he may have been tied up and like they made him put in all that old stuff? Or? I don't know, but I did hear that like they gave him a really low, low budget, budget yeah. expecting like not a lot from it and it blew their sales expectations mm. out by like a billion so i they're almost certainly gonna have right. to do it again i just yeah i don't think it'll be as impactful either which is kind of a bummer because like it right. is really cool right. but i think you can only like bring classic sonic back from the dead once and then the next time you have to like really step up your shit or I, people might not care as much the second time. Because you know, they did the same thing with Mega Man, where like nine was like, "Hey, this is really nostalgic," and then ten was just like, "Oh, they did the same thing again." Yeah, that's why I think eleven looks a lot different. It looks pretty cool. From yeah, different, which I assume you're excited about that as well. Uh, I never really grew up playing those Mega Man games. Oh, okay. X. Mega Man X. Oh, okay. But, but yeah, I, I will play those. That one. Sonic Mania. <laughs> All right, uh, my number ten. You can put an asterisk next to next to it. Uh, it's uh, XCOM uh, War of the Chosen. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's XCOM Two War of the Chosen. Yeah. Um, it although like XCOM Two did come out last year, and this is just an expansion. I feel like they did enough to warrant me putting it at number ten. Yeah, I would. Think that. I mean, they did over. A, there's over a hundred things that are different from that version to this version. Mm -hmm. It runs a lot better. And the one thing that I really liked about the game is a couple years ago with Shadow of uh, Shadow of Mordor, everyone's like, oh, they're, everyone's going to be doing the Nemesis system, Nemesis system. This is the only game that I've seen actually have a Nemesis system. Because really? How does it work? They brought in like these the three chosen. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they, they come into the, the map and they kind of learn how, like, how you play and then they, they change change the way they're going to approach you and you never really know when they're going to show up they'll just show up in any random mission so i i found that to be very interesting and then eventually you the more you fight them the more you kind of get get used to them and they get used to you but eventually you can kind of like track them down you kill them and then you can take their weapons and then you can use use their weapons which their weapons are a lot stronger yeah. uh the game also what i really liked was they kind of build like a bonding system that seemed like it was a lot like um i can't think of the name of it but it's the the 3ds nintendo games that uh that are also turn-based strategy I do know what you're talking about, but I also can't think hey, of it okay. right now. I, I don't. I haven't played them, but I I just know people have talked about it. But I I I'm a huge XCOM fan. I I really like the XCOM games. Um, oh, Fire Emblem. I'm sorry. Fire Emblem. Yes. That's oh, right. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I'm not a huge guy for like uh, just challenging games just for challenge. But like, if I want to play a challenging game, it's it's this. Like, they, these games are definitely punishing, and but I I don't know. Like, just turn based is it, it's one of my favorite you know styles of games. So, XCOM War of the Chosen, it, it's a very well made game. Yeah, it's very good. I still like. I feel very bad personally that I did not play XCOM. I had any of them? No. 
I don't know if you would like it. I don't know either. But I thought I you had the first one. I do have it. Oh. Well, like it was a PlayStation Plus game, right? Oh, so yeah. like I, I could play it. I just, yeah, I never ended up playing it. Like I remember because you were kind of playing it. Jumbo was kind of playing it. Which you, you can't play too. It has too many frame rate issues. Oh, uh, I mean, yeah, I. But like people like. Mm-hmm. XCOM's enemy War unknown. the Enemy Unknown. Enough that like I wanted to try it then. I don't remember why I didn't end up doing it then, but yeah, it's weird. I mean, people really complain about 2 saying that it's a lot worse. I don't think it is. I mean, tech- mechanically it is a lot worse. It has a lot of frame rate issues. Yeah, and yeah. It really just shouldn't be a console game, but... Yeah. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. That game is very stressful. <laughs> I feel like that stuff with the chosen, like it, it sounds really cool, but it also sounds really stressful. Oh, it, it which they also they put in uh, maps where you go back to old cities from the original XCOM game, and then there are zombies in there, so they've brought in zombies into the to the mix. So, which the, those are interesting because those are fighting the enemies, those are fighting you. They're kind oh. of neutral. Uh, but but if you can you play it smart, you can actually kind of sit there and right outside your evac zone and just kind of keep picking them off because they'll just keep coming, and you can kind of like get a little bit more experience, which you don't get a ton of experience from killing the zombies. Cause but yeah, I love zombies. I, I'm not a huge zombie guy, but I feel like what they did it it worked. So yeah, it sounds like it. Okay. All right, Manny. My number nine game was Gravity Rush 2. I... Man, no one talks about this game. <laughs> I, I'm so butthurt. I texted someone this earlier, and, like, Gravity Rush got so shafted because it was on the fucking Vita. Right. No one had a Vita. And even then, on the Vita, you had used those fucking shitty gyro controls, yeah. and it was like a nightmare. And it sucked, and then they released it in... HD on the PS4 and it was like an exclusive to Amazon thing mm-hmm. and like they sold out of their copies in like six minutes so like copies of that physically cost like a billion dollars. I, I bought it digitally, the remaster, at the beginning of the year because I finally was like this game seems really cool it is like one of Sony's few like first party franchises that I have like not tried and I really want to and like I really liked it. I mean, like, I, I didn't think it was, like, amazing or anything, but, like, the the plot is interesting. You play as Cat, she controls gravity. And that mechanic is interesting. And it works kind of well when you're not using shitty gyro controls. Like, when you're actually controlling mm-hmm. with an analog stick, it works really well. So, like, the fact that Gravity Rush 2 was announced and was for PS4 and, like, actually looked like a modern game was crazy to me. And, like, it works well. And they develop the world even further than what they had before like there's a lot they deals with a lot of like classism and stuff there's like because everything is in the sky there is no like ground so like the city that you start in in the first one is i can't i can't remember what the city is called in the first one but she gets taken away from there at at the end of the first game she basically falls in this like weird tornado wormhole thing and comes up somewhere else and she is in a different city where there's, like, a lower level where all the poor people live and then, like, an upper level where all the rich people live. And obviously because you can control gravity, you can fly up there and stuff like that. Um, it's just, it's an interesting game, and they they do a lot with the space. It just feels very 
top heavy because at the end during the epilogue they give you literally all of the plot for what should have been a third game but it was like very clear that someone was like you're definitely not going to get to make another one of these so like you have to tie up the plot so like you find out what cat is why she has the gravity powers and all that kind of stuff where she actually came from and that's in some weird like way too rushed three hour segment at the end of the game and it just feels really tacked on and odd in a way that I wasn't a huge fan of. But just, like, the the, the overall gameplay, like, it looks really good. Like, it's, like, kind of mm. cell shaded but, like, kind of not. It looks like it's, like, kind of painted with, like, watercolors, too. It's really interesting. The, the music is very good. Um, they use this weird made-up, like, kind of almost French language that is kind of cool. It, it, it just it works very well, and there's, it's like, it basically takes what Gravity Rush 1 was, improves on the movement and the combat, and like gives you more content overall. Like, Nukio, you were here when I was doing some of the side missions. Like yeah. Some of those side missions are terrible, and they like because they make you use the mechanics in what should be interesting ways, but they just like don't work because the game's not designed for that. Like I, I can't remember what the one was I kept failing. It was like she's trying to be an, a fill-in for an actress in a movie, and you, oh, yeah. you, you have to, like, basically do exactly what they say, and it's, like, a pain in the ass, because as soon as you, like, fuck up a tiny bit, you have to start all over at the beginning. And, like, stuff like that is kind of frustrating, but overall, I just, like, it is a really charming game that I feel like literally no one has played, and it's kind of a bummer, because I feel like they were doing a good job with, like, making an interesting, unique IP that, like, no one is ever gonna see or play, really, and now it's basically done. I feel feel like sony they make really good games but they're awful at marketing them so like yeah like they did like, the same thing with the most recent sly cooper game like they literally sent it out to die right and it was like this used to be one of your most popular franchises like why would you do that like but, the, looking back this year i can only really think of one game that they really marketed and pushed and that was horizon yeah and they like they had some other games but they just yeah i don't know i don't know it's very odd because they actually did have a lot of like really good games. Yeah, this like year. I, I find Gravity Rush to be very charming, and like it is more like geared towards a Japanese audience, but like right. that also applies to a large amount of the fan base of people who have a PS4 too. So it's like I don't know. It's not like it wouldn't have. I I don't think it sold well at all though. Like mm-hmm. I don't. I think it bombed horrifically. But it was a really good game, and it actually had like pretty good production values. I. I don't know. In theory, controlling gravity like that to fight and stuff is interesting because you can just like freely fly. Even though you're just like changing the center of gravity, mm-hmm. it, it works really well. Did you play Raven's DLC or whatever? I did not. I want oh, to. Okay. I did. I did. I had bought it obviously when it first came out, so I have it. Raven is my favorite character in that game, though. Um, was she in the first one? She was. Oh. Okay. Uh, she's like kind of bad, but not really. Yeah, I think it describes what happened to her between one and two. Cause she like disappears, hmm. and she reappears and has no memory. But then you give it back. I don't know. We don't need to talk about the plot of Gravity Rush. It's kind of all over the place. But Raven is cool. Moral of the story. That DLC is supposedly pretty good. And now there will never be more Gravity Rush. Well, they brought back Knack. So, like, anything's possible. They did bring back Knack. But that was being personally pushed by Mark Cerny. Whereas I don't think anyone is pushing Gravity Rush. You know, they brought back Knack, so like that's true. I will hold out <laughs> hope that there will be another gravity. Yeah. Right. What you got for us, Nikki? Let's hear number nine. My number nine is uh, twenty twenty XX. 
You've oh man, I <laughs> so want to hear about this very bad. So Twenty XX is a Mega Man X inspired roguelike with kind of procedural dungeons like randomized but not really because a bunch of the set pieces are still kind of like you'll notice them when you go back to each stage but like i love mega man x yeah that game i've it. always every time i see it on steam i think like i should buy this it's very good uh story is kind of whatever it's kind of weird but i i, I really like playing it um my my biggest problem with it is if you play the game uh as the zero type character with the weapon, the sword, it becomes very easy to beat it. I would have expected the exact opposite of that Yeah, statement. no, yeah, when, when you pick up a bunch of, like, power-ups for his sword or any of the weapons he can pick up, like a spear, like, it becomes way too easy for you to just wreck everything. Can you just, like, do you hit through projectiles? I believe so. I believe you could just like stop them. Okay, I was gonna say that—that that was the only—that's the only thing I think of that would make it really easy if you could just like slash through all the projectiles. Because yeah. that's why I expected it to be hard. Right. Is because like how the fuck do you get in on a bunch of things that are dumping on you from full yeah. screen away, like Mega Man? And you can just increase their damage like way too high so that they just bosses get like three shot or something. Is it like? Is it a roguelike? It it is similar. So something like um. Like, is it, like, run Rogue Legacy. Okay, so it is like that. Yeah. So, like, you you go through the stage, and then when you die, there's, like, currency you carry over to upgrade? Yes, yes. Okay. That's that's what I thought it was, but I yeah. didn't know for sure. Do you still get, like, um, like Mega Man-ish powers? Like when yeah, you boss, each, you like each of the bosses, yeah. Well, yeah, you... You pick up their drop, and you can choose the weapon that they would normally have or I think you could trade it in for like a stat upgrade or something mm -hmm. so I don't normally go for the weapon when you're playing the zero character but it's also there's also like co-op and like similar to Spelunky there's the daily challenges weekly challenges type of deal I think that's really cool yeah did you play it multiple times with like different characters, or did you just? Play uh, well, it the there, there's only the yeah with just like the zero character that like you were able to just kind of blow through. I played. I played with the Mega Man type character, then I played with the zero type character, and usually when I was doing like the daily challenges or like the really hard stuff, I would play with the zero character because you only get one try with those. Right. But they each end up having their own leaderboard anyways. Mm. No, I was going to say, it's just everyone using one character on the leaderboard, but... Wait, well, uh, there, there actually is a leaderboard where they're put together, and there, there were Mega, the Mega Man-type characters up there. Mm. Are there just the two characters? Yeah. Interesting. Hm. I've never even heard that is game. Is it still in Early Access? Is it? I don't think so. I think it, I think it got released. Because it right? it was for a long time. I, I, I don't know. I'm just asking. I don't. I'm just asking. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't really remember. Because it because it was. I I I don't know. I think it did come out this year. I just I'm not positive. I mean, it's it sounds very feature complete. So yeah, like that's, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's interesting. All right, my number nine is uh, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. All right, <laughs> this game I 
another asterisk because I've been playing it on the Xbox, so it's still <laughs> early access. Yeah. But I've... When did that game come out? Like, the 12th or the 14th yeah. of this month? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I've already put in over 30 hours. Nice. Um, and it's not even a game where, like, I sit down and play for a long period of time. Like, I usually sit down... And I'll play, like, maybe four games, which work out to about two hours. I thought you were going to say you play for about four minutes and then die. <laughs> and then do it again? No, I play, like, the most unspicy way possible. Nice. Good work. <laughs> so, like, I, I go, like, off where no one is. Because I really enjoy the looting phase, and it's just like, ooh, I'm getting all this great stuff for whoever kills me is going to be very happy. But um, I've been getting a lot better. Uh, and it's an extremely satisfying game for me to, like... Because, like, I don't think... I really like shooters, but I'm not very good at them. Mm-hmm. But now I, I I feel like I'm getting a lot better because this doesn't have, like, any aim assist or anything. So, like, uh, earlier I was telling Nukio I had one game where I, I got five kills in that one game alone. Nice. And I finished 19th. And then my the next game after that, I, I got only three kills, but I was third. Nice. And uh, it's just, it's, it wasn't initially on my list. I had a different game. Mm. And then, like, just the more I thought about it, I was like, I got to put this on here. I, I, I'm having a lot of fun with it. It is a broken mess. But <laughs> with that being said, like, in the last two, three weeks or however long it's been out, there have already been two or three patches. And it's very obvious that they are working on it. Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. something where it was just released and... They're just trying to like just make money and not even worry about it. They are working on it. And, yeah, for sure. Uh, so, so there have been improvements already. It is a very early access game. Uh, uh, it is also one of those things where yes, the PC version is better. I never played it, so like I'm basing this on my experience. And I seem to enjoy it anyway. So I, yes, yes, either. I'm. I am having a lot of fun with it. So, and I, I prefer the solo. And. It, it's just weird because the more I think about it, when I play like a single player shooter, I want run and gun. I never want to stop. Like I, I don't want to stop at all. I don't want cover shooter. I want to just keep moving. When I'm playing in a, a multiplayer online, like I just want to like, I want to sit in the bathroom and just like, <laughs> like set it up so like it looks like I've got some like like a energy drink there and I've got some bandages and like I put a gun there so like people start looting and then I just blast them with whatever gun I have, like it. It's fun. But I am getting better with, like, sniping from far away. And I had a headshot, like, from very far away with a sniper rifle earlier today. Nice. So. I, there's just something about the concept of that game that I find so fascinating. Like, a hundred people get dropped onto an island, and mm. then, like, the last one... It's, like, the most dangerous game type yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. Like, you're, like, hunting other people. And, like, I find it to be so fascinating, and I find it enjoyable to watch... But I would absolutely hate playing it, I feel like. There is just this adrenaline rush. Yeah, that, that's what everybody says. And like, I, yeah, I Especially when you're in the top ten. And also, I think it kind of goes back to like the old days of like arcades. Where like if you're playing somebody in an arcade and you beat them, you took their quarter. You took their money. <laughs> in this game, it's a similar concept. Because like, a, a match can take like 40 minutes. Yeah, so yeah. like if you're 30 minutes into a game and you kill them... They just you just wait. They wasted thirty minutes. You just took that time, away from them. <laughs> and that feels really good. Yeah. Of course, then like someone else then kills you. Kills and you, like, and they <laughs> yeah, the same thing. But like, I, life. I'm not really like it would be great to win. I hope I do win. But like, if I get a kill, 
I'm happy. That's all I. I, I nice. <laughs> that game really took the world by oh, storm. Yeah, this yeah. In a way that is still going and yeah. is baffling, and I can't tell if it's like real anymore. It just seems like such a surreal thing. Like it's fucking wild. Yeah, and it, and it's awesome. The fact that like Brendan Green, he was like. If I sell 100,000 copies, I'll be happy. <laughs> and he sold, sold, like, what, like 20, 30 million? Yeah, it's fucking crazy. That game blew up in a way that is, like, yes. unprecedented period ever. Yes, I mean, it, it. it's definitely on the scale of, like, Undertale, if not bigger. Like, it, it on the regular, eclipses Dota mm-hmm. for most consecutive right. players on Steam. It's wild. And I, I do think it gets unfairly, like, people are like, it's not as good as Zelda or Mario, and I agree, it's not as good as those games. It's also, like, shooting for a completely different yeah, crowd and scenario. It, it, that, and just, like, it's one person. He did not have the funds of, like, Zelda and Mario. Now you know. he does. <laughs> does he? Do they think? bought, they bought that, that Chinese company bought them, and I guarantee they're pumping all of the cash in there, because there's no way that your ser- a server from a regular human man could support as many players mm-hmm. as are playing that game at one time. Do you think that's why he did it? Because he just couldn't keep up with the, oh, like, the server costs? Yeah, I would assume so. There's no way. That shit's crazy. And, like, it, I've seen what the final build looks like on PC, and you know, like, mm. it looks pretty good. They yeah. Have, like, like, like it, vaulting and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, Pretty cool. Yeah. It, well, the vaulting is in the Xbox version. Oh, it is? Okay, yes. Cool. Uh, other than that, it's, like, very early, early on. Early on, yeah. But they did put in, like, the vaulting. Yeah. So. And people had a lot of issues with the controls. Well, it just seems like there's a lot of it. Well, like... Controller. Well, like, um, reloading, you have to hold the button. Because it doesn't just pushing it to something else. Uh, that's how you pick up everything. Okay. Yeah. So people like were really upset about that, and to like use the scopes or like what is the aim down sights, you have to press the button instead of holding it. People were really upset about that. It's just like little things that it's like after five hours playing it, you're gonna get used to it. So like you know, just kind of it, it is set up differently, but it is a completely different game than most shooters. So you have to just kind of. I'm enjoying it. So. Did you play it? At, you played it somewhere. Yeah, I, I played it. I played it with Willie. I, I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is very fun. I, I have not played it since they added like vaulting and mm-hmm. the new desert map. I, I do want to try that because the desert map seems cool. But that game, that game is weird. And is awesome. it? Is it just a case where you just didn't even want to deal with it, Manny? Or yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I think it's really cool, mm-hmm. and, like, from, like, an academic standpoint, I should probably, like, try to play it, but it's just, like, I just don't really like shooters in the first place, <laughs> no. and, like, I'm very bad at them on top of that, so, like, I would just, just get, I feel like I would get more frustrated than I would get joy out of it, which is recently why I've had to stop playing Overwatch, so, I, I yeah, I don't know. Yeah, the, I would say the first probably 10, 15 hours I found myself getting frustrated, because, yeah. like, I... I had one instance where, like, I had a shotgun, the other person had nothing. I chased him around. <laughs> I blasted, like, 15 <laughs> shots. I missed them all. He picks up a, a pistol, shoots me twice, and I'm dead. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, my God, this is the most embarrassing death. But yeah, uh, I've just, you know, it's just, I am getting better with the game. It, it is hard because, you know, without the aim assist, it completely changes, like, shooters, so... That's uh, that's pretty much all I'm gonna say about yeah, this game. I just so. need marginally less frustration in my life, so I'm trying to steer clear of that. I, this is my first really multiplayer game that I 
played it yeah. all this year, so. Yeah, I just played Overwatch, basically. <laughs> Until I, recently. I, I think this is a game that I'll be... I don't think I'm going to play it as often, but I could see, like, maybe once a week, sit down, play it for a couple hours, and, like, just call it, so. I wish we could squat up. I'd want to play with you. It was very fun. Yeah, unfortunately. Xbox and PC, that should not mix ever, because I would... <laughs> <laughs> you would enjoy it marginally less, I would, probably, yes, yeah. yes. Oh, man. Alright, so... My eighth game is Hollow Knight. I really like Metroidvania games in general, even though I think that's a bad term still, because the original Castlevania wasn't like, whatever, we're not going to get into that. <laughs> I, it is like, I really like clay animation, this is going to sound weird, but like the stop, almost stop motion look of Hollow Knight like, makes me feel so good when I see... Like, it looks like the 2D art equivalent of, like, clay animation. If you, if you get what I mean by that. No. Okay, well, it, it, like, it looks like stop motion, but in 2D. And, like, it just... It, the whole world is just so fucking bleak. And, like, it looks really cohesive and good. Like, you play as a little, little bug guy... And you fight these, like, huge giant monsters, and, like, it's... I don't like to say this a lot, but, like, it reminds me of, like, Dark Souls combat, or, like, something like Monster Hunter, in the way that, like, it's kind of more slow and deliberate. Like, you gotta really mean it, and, like, the enemies all have, like, huge, like, swing arcs and stuff like that. And, like, at first I thought it was just gonna be, like, kind of weird and mashy, but, like, you get into a rhythm with it, where, like, it's just fun... I actually think you would really like Hollow Knight if you played it. I, I keep hearing about it, but, like, you really think I'd like it? I don't know. Like, it just, it's, I, I, I just like it a lot. And, like, it is one of those things where you don't have to explore everything, but, like, you can. And just, like, the act of, like, trying to figure out, like, okay, I can see this area from over here. There has to be some ability that I can use. Like, how the fuck do I get over there? And, like, I really like piecing that together. Like, actually, I played Hollow Knight in its entirety when I was off for a couple days watching E3. So, like, I would basically just be over here playing Hollow Knight while something would be playing on the TV over here. And I just, like, I don't know. I, I really enjoyed those couple days that I spent. And I did almost everything. They did a patch that added, um, like, a couple new areas. I didn't try that yet. Um, but I just think, like, it was, it was designed really well. Um... And, and it's odd because I've seen a lot of other people, like, talk about it, like, on the internet, but I've never heard anyone else talk about it, like, in person or anything. It just, like, I, I don't have any sense for how large that team is. They're called Team Cherry. And they, and I was originally holding out because I was, like, they said they were going to put it out on Switch. I was like, oh, fuck. If I could play, like, a game on Switch, that would be really cool because at that point it was, like, just Zelda, basically, that was out. And then they ended up putting out a statement right before I bought it that was like, yeah, hey, it's going to be like a really long time. And we had to like hire another team to like mm. port it to the Switch. And then Steam was like, it's on sale. And I was like, yes. And I <laughs> I bought it. And originally, like for the first probably like hour or two, I was just like this. I don't really like this. But as you get more moves and like as you get stronger, I think it gets really more exciting. And just Metroidvania games are cool. I like them a lot. The last one, I, I can't even think of the last one I really played. It's probably, like, Dust. 
Oh, yeah. I really like Dust, too. That was a couple years ago, though. And, it, yeah, it's just, it's very, well, I guess it's Ori in the Blind Forest, but I didn't even beat that. Just, it, it is a very good Metroidvania game, and I hope that this team continues to do more stuff. Because, like, this game was kickstarted, so I don't know if they're going to, like, just be like, oh, the Hollow Knight was our game, and that's what we wanted to make, and then stop. I hope they continue to make stuff, because I think they're doing a good job. And I follow their Twitter. They get a lot of fan art every day, so they should keep going. And there's just, like, there's weird, unique characters, mm-hmm. and you meet them, and, like, you could miss all that stuff. And, like, the story is kind of told through, like, the world more so than the characters. Like, there are characters that talk to you, but they're never, like, explicitly saying, hey, this is what's happening in this world. You kind of just, like, piece it together by going through the environment. That's pretty cool. But it is, like, really bleak. And it's usually, like, the whole game is, like, three, four colors, maybe? Yeah. It's, like, black, white, and there are, like, these yellow, weird pus sack things that are yellow. And then it's, like... There's, like, some of it is, like, a little green. The water, I guess the water is, like, a little blue, but, like, more gray. It's just, like, super monotone. It works really well. I was going to say, I've only seen pictures, and it just seems very black. Oh, for sure. And then the character is white. He is. His head is white, and his cloak is black, and he attacks with a nail, which he can use to, if you hit a dead body with a nail, you can go into their dream, which is, like, basically, like, you can see into their soul. And then, like, there's, like, weird platforming challenges sometimes, but you can also get, like, another little glimpse of what the world was like. Because, it, in theory, it seems like this, like, weird, thriving, like, bug utopia. Because they're all, like, bugs. There's, like, praying mm-hmm. mantises and stuff. I, I don't know what the hell they're supposed to be. Probably, like, a weird little beetle guy. There's a hornet and a bunch of other cool stuff. But it's just basically, like, seems like there was this thriving kingdom and then something happened and then it's just went to shit. And there's a bunch of weird zombies and evil monster guys. It's cool. I should try playing it. You should. I like Metroid games. Yeah, I think I think it's it works really well. What you got? All right, Nikio, number eight. Uh, my number eight is uh, Destiny Two. Mm-hmm. Classic. Can, can I just hop in here? Cause my number eight is Destiny oh, Two. What? <laughs> oh shit! So you'll go first, and then I'll just carry on. <laughs> Destiny Two is all right. I, the reason why it's so low is because I started thinking about it and I was like, I can't name a single thing that happens in that story. Um, I can, but like, those two is all right. Yeah, I, <laughs> the shooting is great. I, I, that's it. I mean, that was really like the first MMO I've ever played. So like, having a game where it's like very loot driven. It was interesting and it was it was kind of fun, but I, I assume like it seems like it was very shallow for an MMO. Uh, or at least that's what people were complaining about. Yes, I, for me, like I felt like it was the perfect length. I wouldn't want it to be too much longer than it was, just because of the way I play games. A lot of the time, I just I get kind of bored and want to like move on, try something new after 30, 40 hours. I'd like to see. I'd like to watch you play an actual MMO. That'd be, that'd be something to see. <laughs> how many? How many hours did we play Final Fantasy XIV? Here, like two oh, hundred. Yeah, so hours? many. Yeah. yeah, like I just. I don't. <laughs> maybe still didn't even beat it. <laughs> yeah. I think it just kind of goes back to my NHL days, where that's all I played. Where yeah. now I just kind of want like new experiences, want to try new things. So like, 
it's like, all right, I, I get what this game is. And really, I mean, Destiny 2 had just the right amount for me to to enjoy. But as I said, like, that story just... I did not pay attention at all and just did not care. I, I feel like I should like it more, but, like, it, it's kind of still just Destiny. But mm. also, like, it still has all the same problems that Destiny had. And they're doing a really kind of a bad job with it so like that that is that is what i feel like is the huge disconnect for me and destiny is like and i think it's just a disconnect in general is like they sell it as this mmo type world where like you get all this loot and you do that and then you beat it in like how many hours would you say you beat the main story in Ten, maybe? Yeah, probably around ten. Right? And then there is... That's crazy. That's so short. And then there is, like, this expectation that it is like an MMO, because they set it up like that, where in MMO, they update every month. Like, there is, like, new, meaningful content every month. Which, like, I get, like, the nightfalls and stuff. Like, you run those missions over, and then they, like, mix them up a little bit. But, like, not enough to be considered, like new mmo content and like Mm. then they put out these expansions which like when an mmo puts out an expansion it's fucking huge right like fucking heaven sword is like hundreds of hours on its own in final fantasy 14 right like they add huge swaths of world and all this stuff and then destiny like from the sounds of it the first expansion was just like a set of missions barely yeah which i mean i guess in fairness i don't want to like defend them but like that that came out like two months after the game released. no it did and like, like sure that's a reasonable excuse but like I feel like they fell into the exact same right. trap that they fell into with the first game, which was like, right. they're not putting out content that is meaningful fast enough to keep up with their player base. And they say that all the time, that like they want it to be a game that like when you're done with it, you put it back on the shelf and you right. pick it up later, but that is not what they sell it as originally. Right. right. And that's where I feel like that disconnect is created, because they say that, but then the way they market it is completely different than that. See, I went into it... If you remember, I said, I'm going to buy this. I didn't even want you guys to buy it because I knew I wasn't going to keep it. Yeah. I was like, and then I'm just going to trade it in because, like, I knew October was coming. Yeah, because October was the one that just was the crazy month for me that had just so many games. So I was like, I'm going to pick this up in September, play it for a month, couple weeks or whatever, and then trade it in. But then you got it, and then I kind of felt bad when I traded it in. No, that's that's fine. I, I get it. I just... I don't know. I had fun playing it, but like, yeah, they they just they keep falling into the same traps, and mm-hmm. it's really upsetting. And it's if they make another Destiny, like, I feel like, like with the first one, you should really wait to buy Destiny until like mm-hmm. they release a version with like all the expansions. <laughs> Like you, like you did, man. Like yeah, like when you gave me that disc. Right. Like I had played the original, and then we stopped, and then like I played literally every expansion I had at once. And like the Taken King was dope. Yeah, like that was they had changed so much about that game and like made it a lot better. Yeah, I don't know. I will say it was probably the best podcast game I played this year, where I could yeah. just <laughs> just like mindlessly just kind of go through the levels Incredibly. and have a good time yeah. and just yeah. and listen to like a podcast. Like I. I the perfect game for for that kind of stuff. So yeah, it, it was fun. I had fun. I remember having fun, but I don't remember what I did in that game. And I, that was just a couple months ago. I so. gotta try it eventually. I, th- I think I'm gonna wait for a couple more expansions because, like, I 
as of right now, it I would... should be like my jam. Right. And I, that's why I feel so weird about Destiny in general, is because like it should be like exactly what I want mm-hmm. in every way. It's weird because PSO is so good, and it's like the same thing. Yeah, yeah. I will say the Crucible is bad. People don't like the Crucible. Crucible's I don't fine. really. I don't. I feel the same way as Nukio. Like I don't want to do it, but like. I, okay. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and bash it, but I just, like, I agree. It's nothing I want to do. Yeah. yeah. I didn't even really like the Nightfalls. I just kind of wanted to do the strikes where I could just mindlessly... The Nightfalls are a good challenge. And yeah, I don't they like, were. like the modifiers and stuff. It's just... We tried it the one time, but I the Nightfalls four, right? Four. Four people. No, it's three. Three. Maybe it was just Justin and I tried to do a Nightfall. I think it was, and we just, we couldn't even get anywhere because it was timed and... It was, was it, you need that extra person. Yeah. Which, uh, the other big mistake I made is, I think the first two-thirds of that game I played alone. So, I didn't play, like, a ton with you and Justin. Right. I just, I want them to do better <laughs> with Destiny. I just, I, I feel like they just keep making the wrong choices. Did you... This is kind of. Did you see that people on Reddit found some other false cap on some other type of like experience gain? Like you remember oh, how they were really? like, yeah, they found some other weird, crazy bullshit thing like that, like just yesterday, I think. Yikes! Yeah, I didn't read what it was because I was like, this will depress me too much. <laughs> yeah, I just keep seeing articles about like their player base like petitioning to like like the uh, one of them I saw they. We're petitioning to get rid of the Eververse, which is the real microtransaction thing where you pay real money and get stuff. It's like, I, they just, I don't know. Like, this should be, this should be a walk in the park for them. I, yeah, like, it's not. It should just be like a home run, like, (laughs) no questions asked. And like, it did sell a fuckload. That's why I think it's still crazy. That, like, people seem so... Like, I've never had it... Like, everybody that I've ever heard talk about is just like, it was pretty good when I played it. And, like, I can't tell you anything about what I did during that time, (laughs) but I got loot. And, like, yeah, I'm in there. But, like, they got it. I don't know, man. I just feel like I like I that was one of the first podcasts I ever recorded it was just me like for a half hour trying to figure out why I didn't like Destiny as much as I should. And it just is is weird. I have no complaints. No, yeah, it people just, seem to really like it and I, I I agree with that. It's just not what I'm looking for out of that game mm-hmm. that they are promising. Right. I've just, it I went into it with the expectation of being a mindless shooter and that's what I got out of it. So, <laughs> so, I, so I'm happy. I was I was happy with it, so. Yeah. You guys got anything else to add about Destiny? I no. don't think I can think of anything. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. We're at seven. Yep. My seventh game of the year is near Automaton. Oh my god. Okay. Yeah, I have a lot of questions about this game. <laughs> yeah, dog. I I waited so long to get near. <laughs> Because I feel like oh, I am yeah, one of I'm one of the six people on planet Earth that played the original Nier but also liked it. That's the huge caveat, <laughs> is that I liked the original Nier. Which that, that's like what, two people? Though? Yeah, right. <laughs> then we cut it down to two people. <laughs> and like 
Like, the original Nier is fucking weird. Like, you couldn't pay me to describe the plot of that game. It's just fucking batshit crazy. Because Yoko Taro is batshit crazy, okay? <laughs> he comes out on the stage every time wearing an Emil head. Like, he's a fucking weird guy. And, like, so I understand how Nier and Nier Automata came to be. And I waited so long because I heard everybody talking so positively about Automata. And I was just like, I'm going to hate this. Like, I'm going to get this game and I'm going to be like... This is not what I expected at all, and people are gonna have like have talked about it like up here. I'm not gonna like it. I think I played it for the first time when you were here. I, th- I, I think I, I bought it so. because I sold my PS4 to someone I work with, and mm. I just had a hundred bucks because I still had the pro, and I was just like, I'll we'll go to Walmart, and I guess I'll just buy near because <laughs> I have this extra money. And like I I really did like it. Um, I still think it's so weird that Platinum made it. Because it is like one of the least platinum games. fun platinum battle systems, I, personally, I think in general, like it's not. I don't think the battle system is bad. I just like don't think that it is like on a platinum level. But like also, most games they make now aren't right. like outside of what Bayonetta was. And I guess that is the weird high standard that I want to hold all their games to. Is like, is it as good as Bayonetta? Usually the answer is I don't think so. Do you, if it played like Bayonetta, would it oh, be higher? Oh, I think it'd be way better. I, yeah, I would have it way higher than this. So like, I I have a lot of questions about the plot. I can't answer them. Probably. What is a question you have about the plot? Well, like it seems like the game is <laughs> like it, it. It's all about existence and like for sure. Yeah. So like, are are you in like an infinite loop? Because like root A, you do something, and then root B is the exact same. Except like the ending's a little different. So and then and then like Route C is really where the game starts to change, yeah. right? So to answer the short answer to your question, yes. Okay. Um I so like this is one of those games where I don't actually want to spoil it because like if you're gonna play near, like the I, whole reason to play near is that. Right. So like it, it yes, in short, it is an infinite loop. And when you find out why that's happening, A it's fucked and really sad. And B, it's just, like, really rewarding once you get there because, like, you've seen how it gets to that point. And, like, yeah, it is. It's basically just, like, what if a philosopher philosophizing about existence made a video game? Like, that is what the plot is, is it's, like, are robots, like, do they have consciousness? Do they have emotion? Are they real? Are we here personally, even as humans? What happens if your consciousness is uploaded mm-hmm. into an AI? Are you still the same? Like, literally every sci-fi trope question you could possibly ask about, like, robots and androids, that is this game. Now, is it answered, or is it just kind of asked? Yes. Okay. <laughs> like, it, it is, more or less, it is just kind of asked. Like, there is no real answer to that, because, like, obviously we don't know. Right. In theory. Um, and yeah, like, I, I don't think there is like a concrete answer because right. it is like a philosophy type thing. Um, the characters are interesting. I think he does it really well. That game does not look good overall. No. And I don't know. So like people keep saying it's because they probably had a low budget. I don't think that's true. Like, I don't think it was a platinum game right. that Square Enix published. Like, there's no way. Like, I mean, maybe it was like a really low budget game, but like, some of the like it just looks really drab but like i don't think on purpose in a lot of cases like that game also uses a limited color palette right but i don't know if that's like intentional because it just looks weird like there's some of those like bombed out buildings and they just don't look great 
it's weird. I, I feel very... It's a very weird game. And, like, I don't... So, like, the amount of praise that it got and how everyone, like, recommends that everyone should play near. I don't think that's true. I tried do you, it. Do you feel that way? Like, I, I like it a lot, but, like, I don't think most people are going to like it a lot. I tried it, and as I've said to you guys, like, yeah. I died in the first half hour, and then it made me restart the entire and game again. Yeah. And I was like, if I do this again, and then I die in the same place, I just lost an hour, and I got nowhere. Yeah. Like, that, that's, like, a weird rare case. Like, that doesn't happen, but that does suck. Right. That happened to you. I just, like, yeah, I, I don't know that I would, like, go out there and, like, tell someone who's, like, hey, I'm looking for a cool game to play. Like, I don't know that I would be, like, yes, playing near. The the story sounds great. It is phenomenal, cool. and I love narrative and games. Yeah, yeah. But, like, I just... It's very weird. I don't know. Like I, I think there's a lot of underlying themes oh, for with sure. that game yeah. and especially in like today's society like it's really like it is like a poignant thing like it yeah. applies a lot it's just like yeah i don't I, I don't know that i would like recommend it to people yeah, yeah. Because it's not, I, that's something you'd recommend to like the yeah, average person for sure but i feel like that is what is happening like it is being spun mm. up as this thing that like right. is a masterpiece and everyone should play and like while i don't necessarily disagree that like it's Yoko Taro's insane masterpiece. Like, I just, I, yeah, I feel very weird about it in general. Because, like, I did really like it. Like, make no mistake, I think it is a great mm. game. I don't know that I would ever play it again, especially after the last ending part. I feel like it would be a crime <laughs> if I played it again. Uh, That's root E, where you, there's that save You can thing. delete your save. Yeah, yeah I didn't want to, like, right. I did. I did not. And I feel bad still, personally. That you I didn't not. delete your save? No. Because you're supposed to delete it and give that to somebody else and help somebody else, yeah. right? So, like, you're a I very selfish not. human I being. I am, but I kind of wanted to try to get the platinum. <laughs> <laughs> Can't you just buy the platinum? You can, but then I didn't go back at all. Because I just felt so guilty about not deleting yeah. my save. It's a weird game. I like, I, I like it very much. I don't know what else to say about it other than it's fucking weird. I wish I liked it more. Yeah. I wish... I think I was in a bad mood that day or something because, like, I just dropped it after a half hour. I was like, you know, forget this. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't necessarily disagree with you on that front either. But like, it, it just it is it's a lot. An, it's an interesting game, and I I can't believe that it was like funded by a studio like Square Enix. <laughs> like, it seems like something that would be more like an indie game, not like something that like a huge AAA studio would sell in mass market on the scale that they did. In fairness, though, what else did Square Enix do this year? Point made. <laughs> like, this was their game. Pretty much, which is odd. And it, it exceeded their sales expectations and, like, a fucking crate. They expected yeah. it to tank. Mm -hmm. They expected it to tank. Like, <laughs> they forecasted it tanking. And do you think there'll not. be a third one? I don't know that there should be. I don't... I don't think there should be. I think there might be, and I do not think there should be. Because it's just like, I don't know what you even fucking follow it up with. Right. Because like, it's so different from the original Nier, and if you made another one, I would want it to be so different right. than this. But like, I also don't know... Because like, the first one is kind of also about like the degradation of human society. Yeah. And like disease and stuff. So, I don't know, he tackled humans and robots... There is no other type of person. I don't it's time think. for animals. Okay, great. If, if Yoko Taro makes a game where you play as an animal, similar to Tokyo Jungle, I will be in there. 
but yeah, I don't know. Or the aliens. You could always or the, the aliens. aliens. There's <laughs> aliens. Fucking Christ. What a... Yep. <laughs> there were aliens. Alright, Nikio. What's your number seven? My number seven is... Gundam Versus. <laughs> so I did not play this game a lot this year, although... If my favorite Gundam was actually in it, I would play it a lot more. But I think, like, the, the Gundam that I like playing as is also, like, very bad in the game. Mm-hmm. When most of, the, most of the game is like, oh, man, you gotta be really good at shooting and dodging and doing all that, but the Gundam I like doesn't really have long-range stuff. But aside from that, like, I like Gundam... I That's pretty Gundam. much the only reason why it's on my list. Hey, I, I like Gundam too. I can't <laughs> fault you for it. It's yeah. pretty dope. Hey, I remember. Was it I beat you on stream? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I was really excited about yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I know you guys were saying like it. It's the most like like the anime or like you know like the fighting system is very. Yeah. It's, yeah. Is that a huge reason why you really like it, or? Yeah, but but there's also. It's just I don't know. I, f- I feel like similar to like any of the other Gundam games, like Dynasty Warriors Gundam. There's there's a lot of like fan service stuff, and I really like that about this Gundam, or any of them. You just wish your Gundam was in it. Yeah, my favorite one that I liked using in the PS3 version of this game or an earlier version do you think that version was better or do you think this version is better Uh, about the same they haven't really yeah they're pretty much the same I just I wish my Gundam was in this one (laughs) (laughs) that's fair my big problem is like sure they have like on its initial release they basically had like I think a little more than a hundred playable Gundams that you could choose from. And there were still a lot missing that were in the other ones. Like, they completely kept out, like, whole series of Gundams, which... Obviously, they did it for DLC. Which is fine. I mean, they they just started releasing... Or they're going to release uh, the two Gundams from G Gundam. So, (laughs) yeah... (laughs) That's crazy that those weren't in the game to begin with. Yeah, so it's, My it's man, just very... My man, it's, it's very upsetting, but, like, I understand that, like... Yeah, he will, he will make money by making them DLC. Because everyone will buy g Gun. Yeah. like, yeah, like, that's... <laughs> that's crazy. Alright. Do you want me to move on? Yeah, yeah. My number seven is Wolfenstein 2. Mm, nice. That game is crazy. <laughs> I don't even know where to begin with that game. Like the shooting is not great, uh, as opposed to Destiny. Uh, it's okay. I just put it on easy and I just kind of blasted through the Nazis. That is not where that game shines. Where it truly shines is just in its story and just 
how crazy that that story is. I, I don't want to get into a lot of specifics because there may be some people that really want it. And the game just came out a couple months ago. But I I really enjoyed my my 10 hours with that game. I wish it was longer. Uh, and it very much felt very unrewarding at the end. It didn't really feel like much was accomplished. It just felt like... A lot of people are saying it was the second chapter in a trilogy, but for me, it felt like the second chapter in like a five, uh, like a five game franchise or a five movie franchise. Oh. It it felt like they could do a lot more because not really a lot happened. It from the start to the end, and uh, in, in the because in case nobody knows, it's an alternate history where the Nazis won. World War Two, so they took over the world. You really don't even take America back in the second one. I thought it was going to be more, this one was taking America back, and then the third one was going to be ridding the world of the Nazis, where this is just kind of like starting the revolution, and that's all that really happens. You just kind of start the revolution in America, so I assume the third one's going to be ending the Nazis, but, I mean... You end up going into outer space at one point. Yeah, and they're on Venus, right? Yeah, and he, there's there's Hitler, and you get to like kick him, and he's he's senile. It, it, it's it's ten hours. I would recommend waiting until this game is on sale, and you can get it for like maybe ten to twenty dollars, and then just putting it on easy and just having an easy time with it. Uh, just. Just, just sit back and enjoy the story. Really, that would be my recommendation. Yeah. I don't want to spoil anything, but it is a. I think you would like it, Manny. I do too. I like want to play, but like I don't want to pay sixty dollars right, for right. it. It's my main thing. I also still like for some reason I feel like I gotta try the first one, even though I probably don't. Uh, but yeah, it just sounds wild in a way that I can really get behind it. I. <laughs> I like I even like old Wolfenstein games too. Mm-hmm. Like I played the one that Raven made way back when, when they introduced like the weird Nazi zombies and the thing, and like the weird occult bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Which I think this follows that. Like I think it is uh, the same <sighs> timeline. But that's very weird. I, yeah, it. there is a moment. I don't think I'm spoiling anything because it happens really early on. That would be rough for you, where like you have to shoot your childhood dog. Oh, for sure. That's that not is... good. That was rough, because I just remember going, I'm not, no, I'm not yeah, going no, to no, no. Nope, not doing it. <laughs> but, like, and I just waited, and I waited, and I waited, and eventually, like, I just had to close my eyes and pull the trigger. It was, it was rough. Yeah. I was like, oh, hopefully this game's not going to make me do it, and it, it made me do it. Oh, so. It reminds me of the shit in The Last Guardian, when you have to, like, pull spikes out of him and stuff, and he's, like, crying, and you're like, no. <laughs> Trico. At least he didn't die. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> you you shoot the dog. I'm I, I didn't see it happen, but I, but I assume I, yeah. I assume it happened. That's rough. That was that was very rough. So <sighs> my sixth game is Yakuza Zero. Um I like Yakuza a lot. I've played all of them up to this point that have come out in English. So I think the only one that I haven't actually played in English now is 2. But when they re-release it in the next year or the year after... Now that's going to be in the 
six engine. Yeah. So okay. it'll be crazy, way better looking. But Yakuza Zero, I think, it's probably my second favorite Yakuza game overall. Cause four rules. Yeah. And will forever rule and be the best one. I hope they remake four eventually. Cause like, it's probably rough going back to play it on a PS3. But four is disgustingly good. Um, How would you say it's different? You play as four characters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and no, the, the, there's a lot to it. There's right. the, the whole like, I mean, like you saw Majima and his blood brother, and that stuff comes into effect, and like it just fucking. So the reason I think I like Zero so much is Majima has always been my favorite Yakuza character. And since you can play as him now, that's crazy. Right. But like to see how he became as crazy as he <laughs> is in the later games and to actually like play as him fighting and his fighting styles are cool. He break dances, he's huh. a baseball bat. I mean, the first, fucking rules. the first scene you meet him is... is it, why? <laughs> it's so good. That scene is like fucking like yeah. 45 minutes long. It just is so good. He runs a cabaret club, which is like the precursor to hostess bars. It just is. You're in Japan, and you still play as Kiryu, so you see how... It's like set before all the other ones in the 80s, so like you see how the main character of all the other ones, Kazuma Kiryu, comes up. From, like, being, like, a no-name Yakuza to, like, being the head of the Toho clan eventually. Like, it, he goes places. He mm. eventually retires and runs an orphanage, you know? Classic stuff. Which, I mean, he Yakuza. grew up in an orphanage. So. He did, yeah. I he, guess that that's makes the same sense. orphanage, basically. But it, it just, like, seeing where those characters were originally before they were what you know them as is really cool. And, like, then... If you know what happens in Yakuza 1, like, mm. having Kiryu be best friends with Nishiki is wild also. Because then seeing the turn that happens in Yakuza 1 is even that much more, like, crazy. Because you're like, how does this go from this to this? But you see it happen in real time once you've played Zero, so you know. And it's cra- it's crazy. It It is just fun and dumb in the way that Yakuza is, but it also has the really way too serious melodrama that you come to expect from Yakuza. Too many plot twists that are all pretty good. I think it actually has less plot twists than most of the other ones, which I probably am thankful for, because sometimes it's like, well, this is going to happen, just make the twist happen. Like, oh, you didn't play 5, but there's... One of the scenes in 5 is, like, this guy is like, ah, we can't let him die, and they're, like, having him in hiding, and he's, like, just standing in front of this glass window, and it's like, well, this fuckhead's gonna get sniped, (laughs) and then he does. But, like, there are less plot twists like that, and I think they're a lot more interesting in Zero. Overall, I think Zero might actually be the best written one, Hmm. because it, like seems way less like a poorly written soap opera than most of the other ones do and more just like this is kind of like a cooler crime drama and it's just interesting and the battle system is fun Mm -hmm. and since you have the four styles it makes it a lot different than just using the same one style with kiryu that you use in every other fucking game um and yeah, I, just, I like Majima, majima so much and i was so glad that you got to play as him and now that'll never happen again, but it's okay. Well, well, uh, well. In six, you don't. I was gonna say. And then like, after six, it's gonna be a new character, new new boys. He's got an afro. He looks really weird. Well, yeah. I feel like if he's really popular, they may 
do something with him again. Yeah, hopefully he shows up in the new, whatever the new franchise is, which they still seem really hesitant to announce, because I think they're afraid that people are going to get upset because right. you're not Kiryu, but I don't know, I think they should move on now. Like, when you've told <laughs> the entire story of, like, from when he started to when he literally retires... Like, you can't have him be like, I'm back in again for the sixth time. Right. So I think it was, like, a good way, other than six, obviously, which still hasn't come out in English, to close that franchise and, like, give you just enough insight into why the characters are the way they are, but, like, at the same time have them be, excuse me, what you knew and fell in love with throughout the other ones. Well, got the hiccups now. But, yeah, Yakuza Zero rules. I, I like it a lot, just as I like all the other Yakuza games. But I think, like, it broke through to, like, weird mainstream success mm. in a way that I never would have foreseen. <laughs> and, like, a lot of people played it, and I think that's really mm -hmm. cool, because it sold way better than it probably would have normally. And so I think now they're going to try harder to localize them and localize them well, mm. which is cool. Because Sony had to pay them to localize 5. And then they were like, well, it sold okay. And then they made zero, and then it sold really well. So hopefully they just keep keep going on that. Six is a six is coming out in March here. Right. I should have bought the special edition. I'm still so salty. It came with shot glasses. What do you mean? Can't you? <laughs> no, I can. I, just, I, I might not be able to now. I think it's sold out. But it was oh. a shot glass with Kiryu's tattoo and one with, uh, I can't remember if it's Majima or uh, Nishiki's tattoo. But mm. I should. I gotta play those. I don't know why I stopped. Oh, I loved three and four. I see five. And I bought five, but I never played it. Five gets weird. Zero gets weird. Not in the way five right. does. No, I, you do not drive a taxi in Yakuza Zero. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I mm -hmm. Yakuza Zero is very good. It's also very long. <laughs> And I, I also played Yakuza Kiwami this year, mm -hmm. but I, one, I didn't count that because it's a remake of one, but also it's just like, you can very much tell it was a PS2 game that was like remastered a little bit. It's still cool, mm -hmm. but it's just like, I don't think it aged that well. Even the remaster? They, yeah. They didn't... Not like super great. I mean, he uses the same combat system as right. Zero, so like that's cool, but it just, yeah, it feels dated in a lot of ways. And it's also like way short. I think you can probably beat it in, like, 12 hours if you mm. just, like, mainline it. It's, it's interesting, nonetheless, <laughs> to see all that stuff. But I had also already known what happens. Right. All right, that's all I got. Yokoza. Nice. We're number six? Six. Yeah. Uh, so my number six is Super Mario Odyssey. <laughs> <laughs> it's a me. <laughs> so, I don't know. I, I, I like the... Mario Galaxy games. Um, I, I was never huge on Mario, but like I, I find their, I find the brightness and like the happiness very endearing, and it's like it made me very happy playing it. <clears throat> and but unlike unlike some of the others, like. I kind of really love the ending of this game. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. Like, I, I felt like I would never really, like... I don't know. I would never really think about that in a Mario game, like, in terms of, like, the story. But, like, the ending is something else in this one. Now, do you think they'll just keep going back to the same trope? Or do you think they'll they'll just... 
can they? Like, it will <laughs> See, be that's funny. What, that's what sucks, is, like, I think it'll be hilarious if it, they just go back to the same trope, <laughs> but, like, I don't think they should, because, I like, I think can. they gotta find something new for Mario. Yeah. Like, I don't think they can, and I don't think they should either, but, like, it's Nintendo, so, yeah, like, I, I don't know what to, I don't know. I, I was just wondering, because it made you feel happy, it made me feel sad. Because I was like, I should be happy playing this. <laughs> but I am not enjoying this. Yeah. What is wrong with me? <laughs> not what is wrong with the game. What yeah. is wrong with me? Why am I not liking this? Yeah, I don't know. Different, different Ca- strokes, be, man. Different yeah. Yeah. It, I guess it's like it's like the Star Wars of video games for me. Yeah. Where it's like, I really want to like it. But then, yeah, it I just, just doesn't do it for you. just don't like it. Like, it's okay. Yeah. It's like, what's wrong with me? <laughs> oh, you, 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 oh, man. Even more so than the ending. The ending to New Dong City. Like, I, I never really grew up with, like, a ton of Mario, but, like, the ending to that, I can, I can understand and appreciate that ending to that city, to that world, and it's, it's very good. And Cap, Cappy is a really cool mechanic and really fun. And it's just the gameplay is really. It's it a very charming. colorful game. Yeah, very charming. I mean, like it just very well thought out. And just I I think probably one of probably the best platformer ever made. I think I would make that, it that is, statement. It is pretty good. Uh, <laughs> aside from nostalgia, if you like put them all in one, I honestly do think it's probably the best 3D platformer ever made. Yeah. It's just like. When it comes to platformers, it is all feel like how yeah. how does it? And yeah. I just like they just Mar, all Mario games just feel off to me. Mm-hmm. And I found myself I died a lot just by just things that like a normal Mario player would not die from just because mm-hmm. like I just I can't get that feel down for whatever reason. Yeah. I didn't I didn't really expect to like it this mm-hmm. much either going into it, but. Did you enjoy chasing down all the moons, or did that feel tedious at a certain point? Uh, no, that didn't really feel tedious. I like, I, I, it's hard because there are open world games where I like despise, not not really despise, I just, I kind of get tired of like exploring around the world, but like for each of the worlds in Mario, like, I enjoyed trying to find every moon that I can, mm-hmm. and not really, like, I don't know, I never really, like, went back to them, I just, whenever I saw something that looked like there could be a moon there, I would go get it, mm-hmm. that kind of deal, and I never really felt like that was tedious, it was very fun. See, I kind of wish that game was more puzzle-based. Kind of like Zelda with the shrines, take with like getting the moons. If it was more puzzle based, I think I would have liked it a lot more. That's just you know, as you said, different strokes. Yeah, so. yeah. I don't want to shit on the game. I mean, no, I, yeah. it's a really yeah. good game, yeah, but yeah. I, I just there's something wrong with me. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Oh, and Mario being in different outfits, it's it's fun. <laughs> oh, also. I don't know if you ever realized this, but, like, Mario, in all the iterations, his hair is black and his mustache is brown, I believe it is. It seems that way, yeah. 
this game it's like it's all around. they're all yeah it's weird like it's, weird. It, it's like what are they doing why are they doing things different <laughs> he dyed his hair man he's trying to get married he's trying to get hitched yeah from what I hear that didn't work out very well <laughs> <laughs> yeah have you seen Bowser in a suit his hair his <laughs> hair wisp Bowser's hair is good he's better than Mario with his hair damn well, Mario's got the like the the hat head. Bowser looks so snazzy. <laughs> oh, so good. My number six is Zelda Breath of the Wild. I I will say, out of every game I played this year, I did not become obsessed with any of them like I did. <laughs> like I, I've told this story a ton. But I remember I went home Friday and I started playing. We usually hang out. Yeah. And then I was like, it's getting kind of late. Where are they? I look at my phone. It's <laughs> 10 o'clock at night. They text me. They're, they say they're not coming. I'm like, well, now I should eat. So I ate. <laughs> and then I just started playing again. And then all of a sudden it's like, I'm really hungry. Why am I hungry? And I look at the clock and it's 8 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> so I, other than just like to eat. From 6 o'clock at night when I got home to 8 o'clock in the morning, I just played Zelda. And then I was like, well, I'm not really that tired, so I'll just keep playing. So I just kept playing, and then eventually went to bed, woke up, played some more, <laughs> then went to bed. <laughs> <laughs> I, I That entire weekend, I, I all I did was sleep and eat. I slept very little, ate a little bit, and just played Zelda. But then... Like, at that point, I mean, I'd been over 30 hours, so I had pretty much explored all the worlds. Yeah. I had done all as many shrines as I could find easy enough. And then it was like, well, now my options are to run around and just, like, aimlessly try to find shrines, which was my favorite part about that yeah. game, or do the main story dungeons. And then that's... I regret finishing this game because I probably played about 40 hours. The first 30... It was probably one of the best experiences I had all year. That back ten just like really bummed me out in a way that I just I, I just didn't like the combat. And I know the complaining about the weapon degradation is just I mean, it's a trope that's been you know I, I won't yeah. go into it too much, but like to me it's kind of like Destiny with all the loot where it's like I really like this gun. I should put it away and never use it. Because I don't want to, I don't want it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I just, you know, like I get the idea that it encourages you to try new things, but like after forty hours, I already, I know what I like. I don't. Yeah. I, I just, just let me use the weapon I like, and just so, so then eventually I just said, you know what, I'm gonna look up how to get the master sword and just do that. Yeah. So I, I will say I had a, I, a fantastic time. I love doing the shrines, like. Those puzzles were so much fun, and it just felt like it was very unique because a game like Uncharted, there's only one way to do those puzzles. They're interesting puzzles, but there's only one way to solve them. Most of these puzzles in Zelda, like, there's multiple ways. I guarantee all three of us probably solve puzzles in different ways. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I, I th that's very interesting and yeah. definitely cool. So, uh, it, I, I do not consider myself a Zelda fan. This is probably yeah. the second Zelda game I actually liked. Uh, this is just behind A Link to the Past. So uh, for for that to really make the top ten with 
a, just a phenomenal year. I think it it really says a lot about the way Nintendo made Zelda this year. Yeah, for for me personally. I assume you guys have things you want to say later on. So <laughs> <laughs> I could talk about Zelda later. <laughs> so uh, I, I, that's all I really have to say. Um, it's a fun game. Really fun. Just didn't like the combat. Which like that? I think that is like a very fair complaint. <coughs> mm-hmm. yeah. All right. Now we're halfway through. So this is gonna be probably like two two hours and four, almost three hours maybe. I think more because we may talk about our games more than we <laughs> like. Yeah. More. We'll see. <laughs> So, so we're at five now. Yes, and this is where my list gets a buck wild. Oh, okay, so I'm real. My number five game is Pyre. Oh, I can't even. Words are escaping me. Super Giant is one of those indie developers that came out of nowhere. That like, I watched their whole series of building the Bastion on Giant Bomb, and like, I always liked Greg Kasavin, even when he was a Gamespot reviewer. And, like, there's just something about the worlds that they create and, like, the style that they do it in that I love. And, like, I really like Bastion. And then I kind of like Transistor, which was their second game. I like Bastion more. I like Pyre exponentially more than both of those games. And it is, I think, one of the reasons that I think they're such a cool developer is because Bastion is, like, like sort of like an action RPG. Transistor is like a strategy turn-based RPG. Pyre is a fucking visual novel mixed with like weird fantasy NBA jam. And like each game that they have done is something so different. But the one thing that they all do that is very similar is they create a world that is interesting. Like there is mystery and mystique, but like also super deep lore if you're willing to look into it. So like the way Pyre takes place in this essentially it's like a purgatory called the downside and basically all the people that are there are people who were banished from this place up above called the commonwealth and so like you as the main character were a reader and you know how to read and you're not supposed to know how to read so they throw you down there and this team of vagabonds picks you up basically and says like hey we can tell you know how to read because I assume you have like a brand or a mark or something. I don't remember what it is. And they basically say like, hey, read this book to us. And you read the book and you find out that it is possible to escape from the downside by participating in these kind of like sports competition type things called the rights. And if you win enough of them, in theory, you should be able to go home to the Commonwealth. And so like that is what it is. It is like a visual novel where you are going from place to place in this beautifully hand-drawn world and you are like listening to these people and you find out what they did to be considered criminals. And like I think all the characters are great. Like I don't think there's like a single character even the ones that you're meant to hate on other teams like they're all incredible. Like there's this one dude I think his name is like Manly Tree something. He's like a tree guy and he's the biggest douche nozzle of all time. But like even that is interesting. He's like literally a tree guy. And like their music is so good. Darren Korb like fucking does it for the third time. Pyre's soundtrack is awesome. And like the sounds are all so different and good. And just, like, the thing that a lot of people complained about is, like, they didn't think that the part where you, like, play the game is fun. 
I love playing in the rights. I don't know what it is. Like, you can only move one person at a time, but you, like, develop strategies. And, like, you have to develop different strategies because as you do the rights, you find out that not everyone gets to go home. You pick one person to go home. And so you, the person you send back is, like, you do it... I, I have not agonized this much over choice in a game for a long time. Like, normally now I realize, like, oh, these choices don't really matter or they all come to the same conclusion. That is not the case in Pyre. Because the person you are choosing to send back, you are doing it because, like, you think, oh, this is a good person, they should go back, but you don't get to fucking use them anymore. <laughs> and they are gone for the rest of that game. So, like... Say it was just someone that you immediately become attached to, and you're like, oh, these sh this person should go back. You lose all the character development for that fucking character because you sent them back immediately. Well, because it is an RPG, so you, yeah. you level them up. Yeah. So you're, like, you're sending away your best characters. So <laughs> that, that it's is just, it's wild. So there was like, the first character I sent back, I immediately regretted it, even though I thought they deserved it, because I was like, oh, now I get to learn less about this character. <laughs> And, like, sometimes you'll get letters from them that they'll, like, send back down and you can read and they'll tell you about what they're doing. And it's it's all in service of this revolution. I, I won't get too much into that, but at the end, your revolution can either succeed or not succeed. And so you can lose in the rights, and it's, like, it will tell you, like, oh, it's okay, you can lose. I did not let myself lose because I was like, we can't. We're the undefeated team. But then, like, there are enemies, or whatever you want to call them, that, like, you probably like as well. I know, like, and they, so I... So I then you feel bad because you beat through, them. But they can also get sent back up. Right. And, like, then you'll hear about that. And, like, the amount of, like, different theoretical endings you could have in Pyre is crazy. I think there are only, like, two or three, like, major outcomes, but there, it would all be, everyone's would be slightly different in, like, a, a myriad of ways. And, like, it's pro it was probably Supergiant's longest game. It was probably, like, 15 to 20 hours, depending on how you do it. But, like, it is it is really cool, and, like, it is really unique as a game. Like, I immediately saw it, and I thought it sounded cool, but I didn't think I would like it as much as I did. Um, and, like, all the voice acting is very good, and it just, like, is all, like I said, it's really well drawn, and, like, the world is cool. Like, there were these, basically, like, the equivalent of, like, Titans and Hercules that were, like, fighting all over the place, and you can, like, see their weird desolate corpses, and you, like, learn about what they were like, and there's people that, like, worship each one of their bodies, and it has to do a lot with, like, astrology and stuff. It's just, there's a lot going on, and it's, like, a really cool world, and I I am glad that they, so far, have not made a sequel to any of their games and are just, like, making a new thing, and, like, they have also said, like, we are more interested in making new and interesting things than going back to something else, and I feel like that is something that a lot of developers are missing now. Well, I, you know, they have the luxury of being. They an indie, they do so they they can do whatever they want, and like that is, I'm glad that they can they have been continuing what they're doing. I think. Would you say this year, like those characters are probably the best written characters in all the games you played? Among them, yeah. Like, even just individually, like, I really like them a lot. Because I feel like Nier is, a, like, a great overlying yeah, story, but probably, like, these I, characters are probably more likable. For sure, yeah. Like, I... Like, Rookie, Greentail, the dog, when you... They're the whole thing, everybody knows. You can tell him to shave his mustache and stuff like that. But, like, outside of, like, that scene... Rookie is a dope character. I liked using him in the, the game. Yeah, right? Yeah, like, it was like, so good. Like, yeah. it just... Uh, they're so... They're all so good. Mm-hmm. I, so, 
just in general, I sent Jodariel back first. Mm. I should not have done that because I think she was so good. And there's a trophy for learning why she got sent down there. And like, I want to hear, I I want to play through it again just so I can hear her tell you that because I think that would be like a really crazy powerful moment. Whereas opposed to like where I like just was like, you're so cool, you gotta go, but like you deserve this more than some of these other people in general. Like Pamathon, Sir Gilmet, they're all so good. Well, how many characters Even are there? Even fucking Bertrude, the goddamn, like, weird witch hag ruled. There's, there's, uh, I don't know, like, seven, eight, nine. Oh. Huh. There's a lot. There's one of, like, each race, right. I think, yeah. Oh. I didn't finish the game. I, oh, yeah. I just, stupid battlegrounds. I'm in, like... <laughs> Fuck, even the imps that drop, pull your carriage around, Tzok? Or not Tzok. <laughs> It is so close to that. Tizo. T- oh. <laughs> it was like, it, 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 he's cool and he is so good. They're all just so fucking mm-hmm. good. And like, fire yeah. rules. Would you. I'm not loving it. Like, yeah. Do you think I'd like Bastion more? Because I, with it being turn based. Bastion's not turn. Bastion is action. Okay, so. But I do think you would like Bastion more than Pyre. Okay. I think most people would in general. Um, so then, what was the second one? Was Transistor? That, do you think I'd like Transistor more? I don't know. Transistor. I really like turn based. I feel like Transistor was really divisive. Yeah. It is interesting. I don't know that there is enough payoff in the story. Yeah, in my opinion, like it is about building up the world, but I don't right. think there's like a, a okay. tangible payoff that most people want out of that. I still think it's really cool. Scott's brother's beaten Transistor like twelve times now, or something. Really? Yeah, he goes through it all the time. Wow, uh, it is really cool. Like the combat is really interesting, but Bastion overall, I think, is the easiest one to get into just because it is like an action game and it's actually like controls pretty well. But the right. the narrator is narrating literally everything that happens as you're playing. And, like, that's just a cool concept. Right, right. The guy that is the narrator in Bastion is the guy who voices over the rights. Okay, so it's... Uh, he's he's like, basically... He doesn't sound anything like that. <laughs> Whereas, like, when he voiced the sword in Transistor, he sounded basically the same. Right. He sounds fucking so crazy and, like, a bad guy in Pyre. <laughs> yeah. I love Pyre. I should play it again. I should play it. You should play. I think you, like... I think you would actually like. Like it is exactly the kind of thing you would like, and you would die every time you have to oh send someone God. back. Like I, I just, re- I literally remember, like I didn't think it was actually gonna happen. Like you weren't actually gonna have to send someone back, and then it's like, pick who you're gonna send back if you win oh. this right. And I just set my controller down and was like, fuck. <laughs> and no. I did that even for the last one because it was like you should send back this person. I was like. Oh, no, they don't deserve it. Like, I don't think they should go back. Does it get harder? It gets pretty hard. Because, like, I haven't even... I think I've played four or five rights, and I haven't even let up, like, a single score yet. It gets... Some of them get pretty rough. Okay. Especially the harpies. No, no, no. It, were there ones where you had to do it multiple times, or...? There were a couple near the end where they were really savage. So, which I mean, the the game is really made. You're, it's discouraged to restart. It is. So. I did anyways. Right. I mean, but, you can do what you want. Yeah. It's your, I, your experience, your game. So. Yeah, I. It gets it gets pretty difficult. Right. Um. And but I mean, like they allow you to do well. I mean, you can also. 
you can you unlock the constellations mm. and you can turn them on to have like modified they'll give you more experience but it will like make it harder for you so mm. like one of the trophies is winning with all 12 of those turned on and like that is holy shit that is hard <laughs> but the, I, I i usually played with a couple of them on to give myself a little bit more of a challenge but also a little bit more experience because right. maxing the people out and getting their skills is like very good so right this is like three on three. Yes, yes, but you only you only control one if, and then the, the computer AI they're only moving one as uh, well. Yeah. So the way it is is there's a pyre on your side, a pyre of flame. I was called pyre, <laughs> and one on their side, and you are taking. <coughs> I can't think of what the ball is called. It's basically a ball. It's yeah, it's some type of orb or something, and you want to run it into their flame, and you basically dunk it in there. And depending on your character, they will have certain strengths, so it will douse their pyre a certain amount. But when you score, that character is out of play until the, they score again or you score again. But you can get modifiers, which is why I think Pamatha is fucking broken as shit. Is they can get abilities so that that doesn't happen, and so it's always three on three. So like you get just like crazy abilities to like break it in different ways. You like shoot your aura out to make them disappear for a little bit to you, make it easier. Huh. Each character has an aura. It's just basically a circle around. So. I, but when they're holding the ball, they lose that aura. So if they hit someone else, if they so run they, into someone else, they poof so and the yes. person gets the ball. So then they disappear, and that's usually for like five seconds or yeah, something yeah. like that. So there are times where you don't have anybody on the field. And then they just run in and right. really get it. But so it, 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 there is some strategy where like I'd move ahead, and then at the last second I would pass it backwards and just so I wouldn't lose that character yeah. type of thing. So yes, there's there's a lot of strategy to the sports component, and I really enjoyed that part. Yeah, I think when we're done with Cold Steel, we should you should play Fire. Yeah, yeah. I, I really want to. <laughs> it's I, I really I really like it. I like I these top five. I had such a hard time putting them in an order that like I I don't know. Pyres is so good though. I really like. I had a really hard time with two through six. Huh. All right, what you got, Nukio? I could have talked about I could talk about Fire forever. <laughs> I think it's so cool. Uh, so my number five is Night in the Woods. Yeah. Oh, come on. I, uh, I really love the story in that. And I, I would not have played it had you not showed it to me. Yeah. And Wait up. made me play it, basically. <laughs> Wait I needed down. someone else to play it at that time because I felt... I'm very glad that you did show it to me. Because, oh, man. I, 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 yeah, I really like... I like the I like the world. I like how flushed out all the characters were. I like the I also really like the underlying themes of that game too, and it's just So I I started playing with the update. There is actually a ton of new stuff. Oh, really? Like uh I talked to like an army recruiter outside of a building. There is an old lady, you know where the pretzel stand is underneath? Yeah. There's an old lady that is there every other day and she will tell you stories about May's grandpa. Which is crazy, because, like, the whole... She's so upset about her grandpa dying, and you don't, like, learn a whole lot about him, but, like, she'll tell you all about that. I only only got not that far in again, but... There's there's a ton of new stuff. It's crazy. Did you spend most of your time with B or Greg? Bay. B? It is B. Well, Bay, but... (laughs) B. I'm sorry. Did I mean that? (laughs) No. I I kept calling her Bay most of the time. Yeah. And I think that's because it's May. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I liked B, but yeah, I I really like Greg, and I, I like uh, Angus. Angus, yeah, I, I really like all of them, but yeah, I, I did spend most of my time with B. I I avoided her just because she just seemed annoyed by May most. That of That is, which so yes, like so, she also, to be fair, she has a very good reason. But no, like, yeah, like I, yeah. I, I I get all that, so I just and Greg seemed Greg good. is cool, so yeah. like I I spent I. Just primarily spent my time with Greg. Yeah. Because I heard, like, you want to spend it really with one character to really flesh, yeah, flesh I, out that, I think, like, I a think character that is arc. a good choice. Because I did a little bit of both. And right. I missed, like, some of the best scenes from B. And uh. then, like, all of the best scenes from Greg. So <laughs> I was like, I, in theory, got, like, the worst of both worlds. Exactly. So, so uh, yeah. It seems, that seems like a game you really want to play. If you really liked it, you want to play it twice. One with Greg and one with B. Yeah. So I was just yeah. wondering which, which experience you went for. Yeah. Greg is like Greg is like I don't know he's a really cool best friend <laughs> I like I don't understand it like he's just so cool when you play the knife stabby dude <laughs> <laughs> and then at a certain point he's just like alright I, I can't do this anymore oh, God. just the thought of that just like oh God, it's <laughs> also I really like the scenes where he makes you go out back to smash the light bulbs with the baseball bat, and every so often he'll just slam a can at your face <laughs> just to like make sure you're paying attention. Yeah. Well, then you build that robot. Yep, you build the fucking robot. Let's just stick it in the woods somewhere. <laughs> I think there. Are, I think now there are also more scenes with me and Greg overall. Mm. I think they added a couple days to it, so I, th- I think there's oh, nice. more overall. Yeah, and even even outside the like main characters, like uh, the mom was probably my favorite character in the game. The mom was really good. Yeah, <laughs> I, I loved a lot of the things that she said. She she's the mom I wish I had. <laughs> Man, and her dad rules too. They make the tacos. <laughs> the family that tacos together, Rocco's together. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, the writing in that game is really amazing too. I just the what. The writing? Oh, the right. I thought you said the running. Uh, <laughs> I, if I'm gonna be honest, I didn't quite get the dream sequences. Like, what was the point of it? Well, yeah, the it, that whole just... ending is part of that. But okay, yeah, it's right. weird. They're weird. It just felt like fodder to me. Like that yeah. was not really where I wanted to. I I think there was something more going on there that I just went over my head i would assume maybe uh, also those are just weird okay mm. i've seen i've seen that as a main complaint from a lot of people okay like it's not like a, a lot of, i've also seen a lot of people say they couldn't even figure them out which like it took me like a little bit to like figure out what to do like when you have to like go to the musicians in order and stuff but you like, have to go in a certain order well or just find them in yeah. general which i, I, mean, I saw people light. saying they couldn't even figure it out yeah like I, it, there was a light that directed know, you like yeah it, it, it's weird it wasn't weird. fun but it wasn't like hard yeah, i mean yeah, like yeah, the yeah, game told you where to go so that's weird the, yeah it, it was it was good yeah, yeah. Do you have anything else you'd like to add? I oddly enjoyed the platforming in that game. <laughs> I was doing the triple jump constantly. <laughs> I was never not doing the triple exactly. jump. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> right. Like, once in the beginning they teach you to do, you can do a triple jump, I'm like, oh, this is my life now. Yeah. Which, narratively, doing the triple jump does not fit, but I was doing it 
Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I like the art direction that the game had. And it was just... I don't know. Everything about that game... Yeah. Made me smile. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Even though it's really depressing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it it kind of gives yeah, you a, gl- does, a glimmer sure. of hope yeah, at the yeah. end. And the- it does. I mean, like, and it gets, it's funny in spots, right. like, but it is, overall, it's kind of a pretty depressing tone yeah. in general. But, like... Well, most of it, you're kind of like, why? And then, like, you find out yeah, why. Yeah. And then the, it, the game does give you just... Like, I didn't want it to be, like, a complete overcorrection where she's like all of a sudden yeah, happy. Yeah, very happy, yeah, because that's not how that works. No, that's... But, <laughs> but like, you could see that she was transitioning and maybe, you know, on her way to mm. finally opening up. And yeah. So, yeah. yeah, that's basically it. Alright, my number five is the other game that dealt with mental health this year, which was Hellblade nice. Senua's nice. Sacrifice. Did you either of you guys I play this? I did not. Yeah. Uh, this game, uh, it is a completely different tone from A Night in the Woods. For sure, yeah. Uh, this is, like, A Night in the Woods, she had, like, a nervous breakdown. I don't want to get into yeah, too much. Yeah. But, like, this game, like, she has some serious mental issues where she's got, like, voices in her head. And there was this really powerful moment where like there was a lot of puzzles the puzzles were okay but like all these voices in your head they're like she can't do this she doesn't know where she's going she shouldn't go there where is she going why is she doing this it's just constant and it's just bombarding you and the game says like listen with headphones or yeah yeah. so like it's all like it really feels like it's all around you and i just had this moment when i was trying to solve a puzzle where i just said out loud can you stop for a minute? <laughs> I'm trying to think. And it, it just made me realize that, like, this is, like, what people have to go through. Yeah. Like, I couldn't handle five hours of it, and I was kind of getting sick of it. <laughs> and I'm not saying, like, it was a bad game mechanic. It was a very powerful game mechanic because I had a moment where I was just like, I can't do this anymore. I'm really getting tired of it. <laughs> but I, I'm not going to spoil it because I do highly recommend you guys try it. The yeah, combat's okay. The puzzles are okay but yeah like, I've, I've there that. is there is definitely a very powerful moment at the end where she there's a repressed memory that she kind of like finally she she yeah. kind of remembers the truth about and in the whole game is just her conquering her demons so uh i definitely do recommend picking it up at some point yeah, yeah i the a big reason why i didn't even play it for a long time was because i didn't like the way the camera angle looked that looks weird it, oh, it really like at first i was just like i don't even know if i'm gonna <laughs> like this game but then when i just saw like how much praise it was getting with like melina jurgens the the voice actress which all the praise she got the yeah. praise it got for the story so i just said you know what it's on sale for 20 dollars. i'll pick it up and i'll try it and it i played a night in the woods and then i played this right after this was much more powerful for me personally. Yeah. I think a lot more people. It hit home with a night in the woods a lot more because I think it's more relatable. Yeah. yeah, this is like not everyone can relate to you know basically a schizophrenic. Yeah, right. I, I do think this has just as powerful of a story. Oh, just, for sure. Yeah. It's just uh, much more cinematic and it's not as relatable. But <clears throat> I will have to say, after playing that, she absolutely did deserve the the voice actress of the year. The yeah, uh, yeah, I can so, see that. Yes. Also, for an indie game, it is. Dead it's wild. it looks amazing. Yeah. I would say one of the top three technical 
best looking games. I would say like the the facial animations are up there with like Uncharted, which I think Naughty Dog is like cream of the crop when it comes to that stuff. So to be right there with like cream of the crop is saying something. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it looks really interesting. Yes. Yeah. So that's all. I, I don't want to spoil anything because I do think yeah, you guys should just, play it. And it's also it's not very long. No, yeah. you can you can probably beat it in one sitting or two with like two like three hour sittings and you'll yeah. be done. So. Oh really? Yes. I would say maybe seven hours at the most. I do want to try it. It's not it's not like open world, is it? No, it's no, very, it's very linear. linear. Oh, okay. Yeah. I would say it's like more linear than like Uncharted. Yeah. Oh, okay. There's just like there is a moment at the beginning where it kind of like there's a fork, but you have to do like your choice is doing one or the other first. Yeah. So. Uh, uh, also, I would recommend putting it on easy, just because like there is that chance of the game if you die, then the whole game restarts. Like, I wouldn't risk it. <laughs> restarts because that's just a mechanic. Yeah, that's game? a game mechanic where oh. like this, it's like a black that's climbing up her arm. If it gets through her head, you like lose. Oh, huh. But I, they do kind of balance it out. Where if you die at the same part fifty times, you don't the game you don't lose that part like, Wait, like literally little... 50 times yeah i mean people tested it out it seems like it, oh. it's spaced out where but yes yeah. and i do want to say like this game they did they went they went to like i think six experts and really like oh, talk yeah, to I, mental health for experts sure. and and the ending is it's a very very good ending it's uh so it's it's written very well all right, Manny, you want to hit uh, number four? My fourth game of the year is Super Mario Odyssey. I I thought so hard about this because I I was trying. I mean, this will give it away, but I was I was trying to decide if I liked Odyssey or Breath of the Wild more because I liked them both a lot, and I I ended up putting Zelda a little bit higher, but. Odyssey is, like, the culmination of what Nintendo was working towards, like, from the original Mario. Like, it's like you said, you weren't, like, a big Mario person when you were younger, and, like, neither were you. Like, I was that person. Right. Like, Mario was the first video game that I owned, like, that I played, that I remember playing with my parents. And, like, just the references in that game to, like, the most obscure Mario bullshit like that festival scene is just yeah. as someone who is like loves Mario like with a passion it is crazy to see all of that stuff happen at the same time and like to have Odyssey exist as the first Mario game on the Switch and have it be as good, good as it is is wild like i don't i love the way it feels because it is like reminiscent of Odyssey and Super Mario 64 like and I've had people who don't even really like playing games play a lot. Like Calvin got a Switch, right? Yeah. He has like eight hundred moons right now. <laughs> like he only needs to get like eighty more moons. And that was when I talked to him a couple days ago. Like he might wow. actually be done now. Like just people. I, I played it when I went to Colorado on vacation, and I didn't expect to play it that much. But I was just dicking around playing on a Calvin's TV, and like people just kept being like, "No, keep playing," because like I want to see this. Like this is really <laughs> cool. Like I want to watch you play this. And just, like, that was weird to me. 
that people were like, oh, this actually looks really cool. Like, even people who wouldn't normally give a fuck about that kind of thing. Like, it is bright and colorful, and it makes me feel so happy. Like, I I often get into this weird state where I just think, like, I don't know if I'm just playing video games because, like, I feel compelled to do it or, like, what is happening. Like, I feel like trophies and stuff really took away from games in that kind of way because then people were playing it more for like that achievement but like odyssey is just like unadulterated fun for me like i smile every time i see mario in that stupid world and like if you let him idle and he like lays down like a dumbass or like the end of that game right like just that is payoff for having played Mario for all those years and Peach just gets fucking kidnapped over and over again and like they finally make good on that like in a way that is shocking and it just like that is I wonder if this is like the last traditional Mario game in that sense or if they're going to try to diverge it more since it's Nintendo I don't think they will but like I think they could go in a completely different direction now and it like it just, like, is the culmination of everything that Mario was and is mm. now. And, like, the you can possess people. Like, the last thing you possess in that fucking game is wild. <laughs> like, yeah. it, is, it is so good. And, like, you go to the moon to stop a moon wedding. Like, it is just, <laughs> it just goes off the rails in all the best ways. And it is just, it, it's fun. I don't know, that's all I got. It's just, it's fun to me. I will also say that, like, after playing Zelda... I was like, oh man, this game feels like it's pushing the Switch to the limit. Like, yeah, right? And, and I and then I played Mario and I was like, okay. Maybe <laughs> it was maybe Zelda was shackled by like being a Wii U game. Yeah. Because like after playing that, it's like, okay, maybe the Switch is more powerful than I initially That's thought. That's what's even more crazy about Odyssey, is like you can play it in the handheld mode yeah, and it right. is like brilliant still. Which is why, like, when you play Xenoblade in handheld mode, to me it's such a disappointment, is because it looks not great. Right. But like Odyssey and Zelda look crisp as fuck on that screen. Like they look Zelda runs better yeah. in handheld mode than it does in the docked mode. But like Mario just runs the exact same. Right. in both and it still looks just as good even though it's probably like a slightly lower resolution but you, you can't tell on a screen that size it just is crazy and it is like this odyssey and breath of the wild both illustrate to me like this is the nintendo system i wanted for so long like this is why i believed that they would recover from the wii u and make something like this is like it just it fucking works and like you can play it mm. handheld and you can play it on the tv and like it is just it's a fucking good game and you can play it anywhere you want yeah i found myself like i didn't play like one or the other specifically i just kind of like bounced yeah, around like both. yeah i i really you like can. yeah it works I, like yeah and it wasn't where i was just like i really just want to play this handheld i'd just be like i'm gonna turn on the tv watch a <laughs> like turn on a hockey game and then just play some mario or play some zelda and it just worked so well and yeah i i really like the switch like for for that yeah Game. It does, and yeah. I knew it was going to be good as soon as I saw it. And everybody was like, "Well, what? Maybe it's not." I was like, "No, it will be." And you wait. Oh, it, and it, it was. Who was doubting more? I the people on the internet. I saw many people be like, "Well, it's just like it's early footage. We don't know what it's going to be." It's like I know what it's going to be like. It's going to be magical and fun. <laughs> Name and a bad you... Mario game. Exactly, I can't. Personally. Well, uh, uh, Mario is sticker missing. Star. Sticker Star. Yeah, <laughs> that does. Like, like I'm saying, like, no, a, I know, like a mainline Mario game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I I can't personally. Right. There's always a a certain level of quality but exactly. like sunshine is disappointing 
okay. but even though it's still really good, it just uh, Odyssey is like, I don't know, is that person who did grow up with Mario and like right. that is my jam, like that is Odyssey rules in that sense. And have like like I said, like seeing people like Calvin who don't really play games that much anymore, like get that deep into it is like, I don't know, it's really cool to see like Nintendo succeed on that level. Right. Or like Scott went to go fucking buy it and it's sold out <laughs> everywhere because so many people got a Switch for Christmas. Like that is just like that warms my heart that there are so many people out there playing these two games that just are so good did the they came out in the same year. Did the Switch outsell the Wii U? I think it they will have outsold it. I think it, I think it well, already less did. than a year. It already did. Yeah, yeah. like, that's like by the time it will have been a year, I think it will have sold what the Wii U sold in its life. That's what more I mean, than what it, twice what it yeah. sold in its lifetime. It's crazy. It blew up in a way that literally no one expected. And like games that it got that are so good, like that is one of the reasons. Like it is just they clearly like abandoned ship on the Wii U wicked early yeah. to make these games. So that's why I'm worried about this coming year. But like they blew it out of the water this year. Odyssey is very good. Yeah, now the it the ball's back in their court. And they, yeah, yeah. It, you know, I would say like it, they get a year to like come up. With, I'll give them a free pass yeah, for this year <laughs> after Odyssey. Yeah, like, but you know, in twenty nineteen, we'll see yeah, what like, happens. Yeah. Yes, hopefully, a new Pokemon game will be twenty nineteen. The rumor that I saw the other day is that it will be the end of this year, uh, which I think is actually true. I have my doubts just because of the. The director was like, "The switch is a failed failure of a system." Yeah, but then they immediately ate their words yeah. on that, and I, well, I they, think they their development cycle is not long. Let's face it, because okay. they they also said they're probably going to use Unreal Four, so mm. they don't have to like create an engine from scratch. Okay, so that's gonna that would make things easier. So. Yeah. Okay. I think yeah, I don't know. I think Nintendo's made a lot of the right moves with the Switch. Yes, and, and like the fact that you can like. Just go to the eShop on any region and just use your own card and just purchase stuff. Like, I'm very excited for Aries and not having to import that will be awesome. Oh, but I'm going to have to. I got to get the wristband. I still think. No. <laughs> I still. When they announced the Switch, that was like the first thing they announced. I think that's so funny if you remember. The like the region lock, it's no longer region locked. Like that was like the uh, first thing that was It's like that's the first thing you leave. Hey, with? I that's what I would leave with because that's what I give a fuck about. Yeah. Alright, Nuki, what do you got for us here? What's number four? Oh yeah, my number four is Xenoblade. Yeah. Oh man. Two. Yeah. <laughs> so um, so I haven't beat it yet, obviously. Yeah, obviously me either. Uh, but, but I will beat it. I'm still Same. in the process of beating it. I'm about almost 200 hours in it now. What the fuck? <laughs> I'm farther than you and I just hit 85. <laughs> what? Yeah, uh... You seem to have issues with open world games where you get distracted and... Yeah, just, go do, yeah go What level are you? I, I'm 60. Okay, I'm 69. I, this is crazy. Yeah, and if I if I went to sleep, I'd be like even. I'd, You'd probably get to like eighty. Yeah, I have That's so much experience. Crazy. What uh, do you mean go to sleep? They like do this weird thing where they like don't want you to get too over leveled. So like, 
the experience you get from fighting monsters goes directly to you, but the experience you get from quests and, like, finding landmarks in the open world goes to, like, this bonus experience pool. And, like, if you really need it, you can sleep at an inn and use that level up thing. So, like, the last time I slept at an inn, I got, like, 12 levels up. Or I, I told Is there a to. reason you don't want to keep sleeping? Um, something like if you don't want it to become too easy in theory. Okay. Even though the way the right. battle system works, I don't think that could happen. Yeah. Because it's geared towards making the fights longer. Yeah. Is it kind of like Zelda where it gets harder as the game like like the more enemies you fight, the harder it gets, or is it? Well, it's just I mean it's like an RPG, that, so like there are, the newer areas will have harder. Okay. Yeah. In general. Uh, yeah. Okay. And I don't know the the story is like not. It's not like crazy, but but I think the way that they do like cinematics and stuff is like amazing. Very good, yeah. Uh, I do wish playing it in handheld mode was as good as their other Switch games, the other oh, Switch yeah. games that are on. But like, I don't know. Something about that game is really like I don't know why I'm not tired of it. Same, and I, that's the same thing that happened with the original Xenoblade. Yeah. Like I played it for like 120 hours, and at that point I was just like, I have to stop. Right. And I did, and like this one I reached that point a couple of days ago, I think that's why I took a break for a while. Right. But it's like, it, I just, I want to do everything, and that is hindering my ability to live my life. <laughs> and like, that's why I didn't, I didn't beat it, is because it's just like, I... I did as anything I see I do and right, like that right. is not necessarily the best way to do anything but like it yeah. when I play an open world game like I usually like if I end up wanting to finish it it's because the story's so engaging so I just like streamline the story oftentimes yeah. right. and then if I really like the game then I'll go back and do the side missions so. see like that's my issue is usually if I beat the game then I won't go back and do the side missions because it's like I've lost my will to right. continue on so usually I just try to do it all the time I rarely do that but the thing is like if I if I really like a story I want to know how it goes like I care more about that than the side stuff I mean stuff, like so I don't like, dislike the story in right. Xenoblade I just yeah. don't think it's like amazing either but right. I, like you said I think the cinematics are very good I the characters are likable enough. Yeah. You're yeah. playing in Japanese, though, so that, that's very <laughs> different. Wait, so how do you know what's going on? Uh, it's subtitles. Oh, okay. Which, which is also kind of weird, because when they say people's the names, names in Japanese, in Japanese yeah. the subtitles are the English subtitles. Okay. Names. But uh, English voice acting is not always <laughs> <laughs> Is, is not it kind of like Yakuza, where you're happy, where it... It would be better because, like, Yakuza doesn't have any English translation, like with the, the voices. I and I don't know. Like, I love the part that they're British, <laughs> but like, I also hate the part that they're British sometimes because, like, it's also it's not even like Xenoblade One where they're all British. Like, right. there are American voice actors in it too, and you're like, why did you cast this person? Because they're not even a good voice actor. Like, what the <laughs> fuck happened here? Some of some of the voices, I, some of the roles, I think are strong. Which, like, I think the main character's role is one of the weakest ones. So, like, that's a huge bummer in a right. game where the main character talks the most. But like, Dromark is a very good voice actor. Mm. I think Zeke has a very good voice actor. Mia's is good, but like, it doesn't fit her body. She's like Welsh, right? She's Welsh. It just like it doesn't fit her body. It, it just sounds weird. She's yeah. like a small girl. She sounds like she's smoked a lot. Like it just doesn't like <laughs> it just doesn't sound right. And like Morag's rules too. Oh, like oh, yeah. some of them are very good, but like some of them are just like what happened? 
in the battle sequences, it seems like everyone's yelling, and it just sounds like this cacophony of me, 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 me. noises. It, it, it's... Yeah, I don't really get that with the Japanese voices. Yeah. Or I don't really like... Like, I know they say a bunch of stuff, but I, I don't like... Like, You're... if I had it in right, English, English voices, I feel like that would really, like... Do you know what Zeke says literally every second? What? I'm really feeling it! And you're like, oh! That is great, because it's a reference to Xenoblade 1, but also, shut the fuck up. <laughs> because, like, the amount they say it is great. Like, I was, I thought it was just going to be me, even though I saw it on the internet as a meme, but I asked Scott, and he was just like, no, yeah. It's wild how often they talk. Like, it's annoying because, like, the Napon specifically, like, Tora, yeah. his thing is he says, meh. Meh, meh. Oh, and just like yeah. every battle, if you have Tora, he's just meh, 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 meh. And just, 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 come on, come on, stop. Why are you doing this? Those soldiers you fight in the beginning, oh, literally yeah. every one mm. opens up with, don't forget me. <laughs> Except when you're fighting five of them, they all say it at the same time. Like, it's slightly different intervals. It's crazy. It's a good, I like the game a lot, mm. but it's like very many issues. Yeah, I just heard a guy yeah. who was saying like he was playing that game in bed. And his wife was like, what the fuck are you playing? Because <laughs> yeah, like, like, all happened? she heard was just like all those noises. and <laughs> it, it, There's a lot of them. Yes. <laughs> it's crazy. It's, it seemed just kind of funny. Uh, but yes. it's pre- It is pretty funny sometimes. Yeah, in Japanese, you like can't right. tell, or right, like it's not right. exact. It's not as bad. It's probably just like you're not, you're just ignoring it because. But you also, don't I don't think those saying. have subtitles. Yeah, they don't have subtitles. Imagine if you're in a battle and like this is like subtitles, subtitles. Are just <laughs> fucking flying everywhere. Yeah, that's what I would. Yeah. That's probably why they don't have it. Right. You know, like, yeah. And yeah, everybody's like, oh, but the, the flavor text is like, trust me, it's not the flavor. <laughs> it's not the flavor you want. And, yeah, I really love the music. Music's really good. It is very Yezunori. Yeah. Mitsuda does it again, man. It's like my favorite, one of my favorite composers. I'm, I, I'm kind of sick of gotcha stuff. I like, I don't know. I'm just tired of it. It's a bad system. Yeah. <laughs> Stop putting those in your games, please. Anything, unless it's a mobile game, which is to be expected, but no, it's not a mobile game, and you can't <laughs> yeah. pay real money for it either. Yeah. So it's like its only reason to exist is to hinder your experience. Yeah. It seems like, which is like really weird. I don't know. Xenoblade. 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 Keeping with the Switch talks, my number four is Mario Rabbids Kingdom Battle. I figured it was happening nice. soon. Uh, I, I love XCOM, and this is a technically better XCOM in the sense that it doesn't crash every couple <laughs> hours. Yeah. Uh, Mine also, did. It, it did? almost stabbed my Switch in half. It was during the final boss. Oh, that's... I got uh, halfway through it, and it was like, what if I just, like, crashed? And then I was like, oh, my God. It, I mean, I was doing well, too, so it was extra annoying, and then I it came back and I finished it, but... It was crazy. It, yeah, I, I didn't have any crashes. Yeah, so. most people don't. Uh, but it it has a ton of charm for a Ubisoft game. Yeah, it's... It's yeah. weird. It's just like... In a sense, it feels like Nintendo made it because of all the charm. But in another sense, like... That opera singer where he's just shitting on Mario. Just that, it, it, it's so good. That is so good. Do you think that's Grant Kirkhope or do you think that I, was Ubisoft? I don't either way. Who either way, it's great. It's a great. Thing. Yes, yes. I, which speaking of Grant Kirkhope, we talked about this earlier. Fantastic music. The music is very good. Yeah. It, it it really took me back to 
Banjo Kazooie. It could take you back to Viva Pinata if you played that game. Yeah. Uh, he. This is. I was disappointed by ukulele, and this ended up being my like replacement for ukulele. I literally forgot that even came out until <laughs> right now. I didn't. Uh, I, I tried but to. I, I really. My only big complaint is the game doesn't give you enough variety. Like it forces you to always have Mario in your party. And then it also all forces you to always have a rabbit in your party. I wish I could have a little no. bit more variety. It feels like a stipulation was Nintendo was like, you have to always have Mario in your party. And then Ubisoft was like, fine, we'll make it so you always have to have a rabbit in your party as well. Where, especially uh, a game that, like, it really did give a lot of variety in what you could choose. Uh, the bosses felt very scripted where you really should only have three characters like the, the recommended three characters because the game does have like it's kind of like a a golf where it's a par four or whatever yeah you should do it in four turns and unless you have the right combination you're never going to be able to do it in the right amount of turns i know you really stressed about that and wanted to always get the like the perfect score or whatever yeah, i had to give up eventually because i just couldn't keep doing it i i i never really cared about that i just kind of enjoyed uh, <clears throat> just kind of going through the worlds. I loved the music, and it was just a it was just a fun game. It really... Did did you finish it? I did. Yeah. So we all finished it. Rabbit and... Luigi's broken. Yeah, he was so good. He's so good. And like I, I heard people just shit on him, and it's They're like, did wrong. you use him? He's <laughs> so he broken. Was, yes. And like I I thought it was gonna be the same thing where it was like, oh, this happened to me. But like a couple of people that watched my stream, they were like, are you using Rabid Luigi? Was like, Obviously, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Like he's so good. You, you use him first. Vampire everyone. Everyone. Yeah. And, and then, yeah, and then it just it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like yeah. Everyone gets their health back. And yeah. So yeah. usually used Mario, Rabid Peach, and Rabid Luigi. Mm-hmm. Sometimes regular Peach. Some yes. I never once used Yoshi or Rabbit Yoshi. They're too way too late. Yeah. That's when you get get like was it Yoshi or Rabbit Yoshi? It was halfway through the last one. Yeah. yeah. I, I think it was regular. Yoshi. I think that we should you should have gotten all the characters by the end of the first world. <laughs> Which I I realize for balancing, but right. I mean they'd have to rebalance everything. But yeah. like give everyone the variety so you can play most of the game with your favorite characters. Yeah. Because by the time you get like Yoshi and Rabbit Yoshi, you're stuck in a, a rhythm. You really like your rhythm. You're not. You're not gonna like mess around no, with yeah, that. No, you're not gonna even give a fuck at all. Would you end up using for your third guy? Most uh, of the time, a Peach. Oh, you were Peach. Because uh, I would do Rabbit Luigi first, <laughs> and then I would move mario somewhat in the similar uh, like a close location and then i would pop peach up in the air and when she dropped down uh, yeah. she like healed everyone so like i was in a system where i was just yeah, constantly yeah. <laughs> healing people I, I found a really good rhythm with that so yeah. i really like that game too yes it was, yeah. it was surprising like it's it's also yeah. amazing because like Nintendo finally let someone else, like, handle Mario, mm. and they actually did, like, super well with it. And it's a company right. that, like, people really like to shit on, Ubisoft. Yeah, like, I wouldn't think that this game would 
Yes. Be as good as it is, but it, like it came out really well and it just pretty and, early on the Switch. Like it is. It's and people good. really hate Rabbids, and they they turned out to be okay. Yeah, I don't really like Rabbids, but yeah. Rabbid Luigi I do like. <laughs> <laughs> and Rabbid Rabbid Peach was Very like too, yeah. selfies. Oh, yeah, it just yeah. it, it ended up being funny. Yeah, in just like a dumb way, mm-hmm. and it was. Just like any Nintendo game, it was just as good in handheld as it was on, was it docked? Yeah. So, I, I played most of it handheld. Well, yeah, and it, yeah. It, it ran fine. Yeah, no, like fine. no issues. So, yeah. yes. So, all right, that's my uh, number four. Okay, my number three game is The Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. Um. Hmm. I've always loved Zelda, and the reason that I ended up putting Breath of the Wild over Odyssey is because I still think that the Ocarina of Time is the reason that I play video games the way that I play video games now, is because there was like a tiny margin of time where I could have like been a regular person and like stopped playing video games as much as I do, but then I played Ocarina of Time and it was like, oh fuck, this is so cool and good and I love everything about this game. And, like, it just, like, sucked me right in. And Breath of the Wild reminded me of that time. Because, like, it is just... It goes back to, in my opinion, what made open-world games cool in the first place. Is like, it is an open world, and, like, exploring it is fun. Like, the act of exploring it is fun, and, like, actually finding hidden things is, like, cool, and you feel like you did it. Whereas, like, I feel like a lot of open-world games now, they're just so filled with icons on the map, and, like, you're being directed to all these things specifically. Whereas, like, in Zelda, you are, like, I felt like I was doing it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like you're being directed to these things necessarily, even though there are, like, weird external factors that technically are in some cases, like, they're weird glowy stuff and, uh, like, all that kind of stuff. But, like, I just had such a good time playing it. And, like, I think the fact that that was a launch game for the Switch was, like, mm. perfect. Because yeah. it was just, like, it. it's a great game. Um, I, like you, I had some problems with the combat. Like, I don't necessarily think it's, like, my favorite Zelda combat. But, like, also, like, Zelda combat's, like, mm. not yeah. the greatest always. But, like, it's serviceable. Right. Like, the weapon durability does kind of suck. But, like, I eventually just got over it because, like most weapons are good enough anyways i just right. learned to avoid combat. yeah I, I i still fought everything and like i once you get the master sword like you doesn't mm. really matter i mean it still like breaks but then it's time that makes it come back and just like i i just like enjoyed exploring that world and i think that it was just super well designed like i the mechanic basically that you can climb anything other than it's fucking raining <laughs> the rain is terrible in that yeah, game they should remove it but like the fact that you can just like that's a surface i'm gonna get up on yeah, that and link yeah. is just like fucking spider-man i wanted them to have like an outfit that just made it so i could climb through rain that's all they needed to do yeah yeah, it's just weird. And, like, even the ones where there's parts where, like, you have to light these torches. Like, I can't. It's raining for 20 minutes. I did not have that issue. Thank God. Yeah, I did. It was obnoxious. But I I mean, I didn't care because it was like, I'll just go over there and do whatever. Like you said, the, sh- the shrines, like, the puzzle solving works. And, like, you can do it in a bunch of different mm-hmm. ways. And I think that's the benefit of them giving you th- all the powers up front. Right. In theory, which is, like, that's how they did it in A Link Between Worlds. Did you play that? No. 
okay, well, it was like this, this is sequel to Link to the Past right. on 3DS. Like, you could just rent every item, and like you would need to do that to do the all the dungeons. But like, you could do it with anything in mm-hmm. theory. It's just they would make it a little bit easier. And like, I think that that makes the open world sandbox like better in a way because right. like you just you have all the tools. Like, there is nothing in theory. There are a couple things you can come across and be like, I can't do this puzzle. You can always do that puzzle, and I think that's cool. Like, you just gotta... In some cases, you might have to think of a more creative solution. But, like, it works. Like, the one that I always think of is there's the one where they want you to use the Joy-Cons to, like, tilt them to get the ball through the maze. Oh, yeah. You can literally just flip it, and it will... The ball will drop onto the flat surface on the back, and you can just roll it into the goal immediately. (laughs) I had a hard time with that, because then I couldn't see what I was doing. Well, I, I did it with the Joy-Cons while I was playing it on the TV. See, so I, I had it in docked at yeah, that point. So that's <laughs> why, yeah, so I was like, how do I do this? So then I, it was the only time I ever used the kickstand. I kickstand, did the kickstand, and then I grabbed like the, the Joy-Cons oh, from yeah. the controller. And then I did it that way. Because I didn't want to just like hook it up to the dock for just to do that little tiny bit. So, But yeah, it's like just shit like that works. Right. And like right. that's amazing. And like it is just... That game is awesome, and I am kind of worried that now they're going to be like, this is what every Zelda game is from now on. I wanted to ask you, do you think this is going to be the end of open world games? Because the way I see it, companies are going to be like, I see what people want. They don't want structure, they just want like this open world, and like they can explore it, but it's going to be just completely unstructured, and it's not... Nintendo took the time, and so like everywhere you went, you always saw something else, and you there was always something new to, like you could always see what to do next. Yeah, I I don't have faith other companies are gonna be able to do that. And no, I, I don't think, either. I don't even have faith that Nintendo can do it again. You don't think they because they did it again with Mario. Well, yeah, but like I Mario is a smaller scale. Yeah, I but but like I I think in Zelda they're just gonna try to exactly replicate what they did this time. Mm. I don't necessarily think. I mean, that'll be cool still, but I think it'll run in, eventually into the same problems Zelda ran into before. Right. Where everybody's like, this is the same formula. Like, yes, it has different set dressing, but like it is the same thing. I, I don't know, and I, I think it's great that they were actually because Nintendo does get stuck in that trap of making the same thing. It just like has a different coat of paint on it. Over and over again, like that happens with Mario, that happens with Zelda, Metroid, Pokemon, like all of their franchises fall into that trap. Whereas I think Odyssey and Breath of the Wild, like they broke free from that in a way that is like very un Nintendo. Like Breath of the Wild is completely different than most other Zelda games. Like it is, it still has like that central Zelda soul in it, but it is like a completely different thing, and that is awesome. And I think if they could, like, capture that lightning in a bottle again and do that with other things, like, even the same franchise, like, that's so cool. And, like, it is one of the things that, like, they have been trying to get, like, recently they have been saying they've been trying to get people who are younger Mm -hmm. to lead the teams and people who do not play video games to come in and lead the teams. Because they do not have expectations of what it was like before or what it should have been like, and so that makes it something more interesting. And, like, I do I do think that is really cool. But it is also cool that, like, people who are leading those teams now are, like, people who are, like, our age coming up who are, like, yo, I played Zelda all right. my life. I have some ideas about this <laughs> shit. That we can make it really cool. And, like, it fucking works. Mm. And so, like, that is why I think it's so cool that Odyssey and Breath of the Wild exist because they prove 
that you do not have to follow that same formula over and over again. Like, I feel like so many developers fall into that trap, too. Because, like, that is what the entirety of, like, the Xbox 360 and the PS3 were, was just sequel, 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 sequel. And it doesn't have to be that. Or if it is, like, it can be different. Right. And it can still succeed in a way that is meaningful. Like, Breath of the Wild sold more copies than there were fucking Switches sold at that time. It that, Which doesn't make any sense, yeah. but, like, that did happen. And, like, these games can succeed in a meaningful way, and I think that is, like, fucking huge. Mm. Because it means that, like, it doesn't just have to be, like, the same shit over and over. Like, they can actually do it, and it can be super cool. Like, I think I Breath of the Wild is amazing. Like, I... I legitimately, I think I could say that it is probably one of the best games that they have ever developed, period. Because it is just like, I don't know, like it recaptures what made even the original Zelda awesome for people. It's just like you're going into this experience and like you don't know what the fuck is over there. Like it could be anything right. and like that right. is the case. Like it could be. And it's one of those things where it's like, yes, it might just be some like fucking... Uh, lake shaped like a heart, but like you found something cool, like it is different. Like, there's that side quest where you build that town. Like, you, f- you oh, figure yeah, that yeah, shit yeah. out. Like, that is so cool. There's just stuff all over that world. Like, that monster guy. And that island. Yeah, even Tide Island. Like, you find that monster guy, you give him the monster things, you can put on the monster masks and, like, interact with the monsters in a way. Like, it's, there's just so much cool hidden shit in that game. And, like, I can't wait until I have, like, some more free time to be able to get into that DLC. Yeah. Like, they added that fucking motorcycle. Like, there's just more content overall. And, like, that is that is cool. And I wish more open world games were like that. I know that they probably won't be like that because, like, the formula of, like, what... Basically what GTA started for open world games back in the PS2, like, that is what I think most things will be. But, like, Zelda works really well as something that is, like, can exist in parallel to that, I think. I think more developers are going to try to... Try to get that, and I don't think anyone else is going to. Yeah, I don't think they're going to capture it in the same way. But it, it like, it, it's weird because it also is like an open world game that is like almost free of like that open world jank that most open world games have. Like, I mean, obviously there are still some weird rough edges, but like it, it is just it works very well overall. Yeah, I had yeah. the only thing I can think of is I hopped on a horse and it ran off a cliff. Mm-hmm. And then it was just like floating in water, and I was like, "Oh no, it's gonna die!" Yeah, <laughs> and like I couldn't do anything, so I had to just leave it there. So it probably <laughs> still there. <laughs> nice. Wow. But yeah, Breath of the Wild is cool. I like it. It does very cool things, and I think it means a lot for Nintendo right now. Yeah, for the Switch. Yep. It was worth being held held back all those years. Oh yeah, that's right. It was held back. I, I think it actually paid off. Yes, because if it was just a Wii U game, I, I no one would have played it. And that's sad. It. it is sad, yeah. yeah. Now, like, so many people have played it. And right, the fact I, that it even works, like, almost as well on the Wii U is still really cool, too. Yeah. Because, like, people can play it there as well. And it, like, it runs, I don't, it performs a little bit worse, but, like, not right. enough to, like, be, like... Oh. I, I, I don't think it would be received as well, because it would run a little worse. Yeah. Yeah. And then, as I said, no one would play it. I mean, like, us three would probably would have played it. Cause yeah, because we all had Wii U's. Well, we right. Like, no one else has Wii U's, so it's like, yeah, it's really cool. Maybe more people would have bought a Wii U because it'd be cheaper at that point. But yeah, I, I think people would. Yeah. I, would. It, now we're playing, like, the what-if like, yeah, theoretical game. I was... There... 
functionality with the touchpad on the Wii U? There is. It's, uh, it's got the map, and I think that the would inventory be really good. Oh, well. it is the inventory. Oh, really? From what I heard, I thought it was like so you can like control the inventory while you're playing on the like the TV screen. So like, which a lot of people had complaints about that. That didn't really bother me that much. No. My number three is uh, Nier. Nice. Nier Automata. Automata. I don't know. <laughs> We've said a lot about that game. I really like it. Yeah, it's very good. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what to say about it. That game... It took you a long time to get to the final ending, but like, how did you feel about that when you finally got Oh my there? god. Okay, <laughs> that, that game... Now, when you say final ending, do you mean Rue E? Yes. yes. Okay. That game, I think out of any other game this year, made me feel playing just through all of it, and then coming back to it and actually finishing it, made me feel so many different kinds of emotions. <laughs> and it is a very, it is a very sad game. And sad robots. And I love it for that, but I also, man, that's just, it's a very sad game. Yeah, the whole, yeah, I don't, I don't want to say what the whole conceit right. is, but like, yeah, it's, yeah. it's so sad. Yeah. Just like overall, <laughs> and the fact that it's just like a parable for like how sad life is, is like kind of fucked up yeah, too. It's yeah. just like all around. But I mean, that's what it's going for. Mm-hmm. Did you do the like secret hard boss? Uh, I did not. I did not do any of that secret yeah, stuff. Yeah, You can fight the Square Enix CEO. Just yeah. Say. <laughs> I did not do that either. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I love the music in that game too. I think, I think the way that the music transitions between area to area, and like when you hack, when you're in a battle. And the music's going, and then you hack into someone, and then the music just changes to like that. Yeah, that like chiptune version is like it's just it's so seamless and really well done and yeah the the combat was alright it wasn't the worst thing I've played no yeah it was it was serviceable serviceable yeah yeah, for sure Uh, I like the whole like mixture of like kind of bullet hell aspect of it with like the action no were you just constantly holding on that button that's constantly shooting Usually, yeah. Yeah, just holding it down while cutting things up. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's like a holdover from Bayonetta. Mm-hmm. Is because that's how you like keep your combo going when you're oh, not actually yeah. hitting them. If you keep shooting them with your foot gun, then you can the combo chain stays active. Mm. Or like, or like, I really like shooting an enemy off to the side while I'm meleeing another <laughs> enemy. It's just, I don't know. It's sad. <laughs> it's so Can't sad. get over how sad that game it's is. It's very sad. <laughs> oh. I can't believe Emil's in that game. Yeah, that's that, that, yeah. <laughs> Emil, and like that's what I think is crazy is most people who see Emil in that game did not play Near One, right. so they don't know how extra ridiculous sad his story. <laughs> like, do you remember that? Yeah. Where he was a regular kid? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that man. shit is fucked. The original Near was crazy. 
Emil's, like, yeah, his backstory is fucking tragic. Yeah. And the fact that he continues to exist in that other tragic time is like, whoo. Yeah. I still like the original there. Yeah. Which was, is, is it an improvement, though, would you say? Oh, yeah. I yeah. mean, especially in terms of combat. The original okay. combat is <laughs> so bad. Yeah, that's basically it. Uh, my number three is my fanboy pick of the year, and that is Uncharted The Lost Legacy. I figured it was going to happen, yeah. Uh, I, 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 I'm a huge fan. I'll admit it. I'm a uncharted fanboy. It's very fanboy. good. Like yes. I can't. I, I think it was very good. My only complaint is it wasn't. I wanted it to be longer, and I realized <laughs> most people were like, "Thank God it wasn't." Yeah, like, that's. That how, it, I feel like it to me personally it was like the perfect length. And for me, just being a huge uncharted yeah, fanboy, yeah. I, I would. I want more Uncharted, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, you know, with this probably being the last one, because I know Naughty Dog has said, like, this is the last one we're going to do, which when they say it like that scares me a little bit because yeah, it's yeah. like, is another studio going to pick it up and then they're going to, like, mess up the series? Like, how about if you don't want to do another one, don't. I want you to be passionate about the project. Uh, this is just... It reminds me of a Marvel movie in the sense that, like, it's... The overall story isn't anything amazing or groundbreaking. It's just a fun story with just a lot of funny moments that you just chuckle throughout. And yeah. um, uh, I know you didn't play the game, but they bring Sam back for, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he he's just like the perfect comic relief. And it actually makes me like that character. Where Uncharted Four, I definitely did not like that character. Yeah. Uh, so uh, <clears throat> with Chloe and Nadine, they're. A, good combination it's a pretty tropey story where like they don't like each other and then throughout the adventure they learn to like each other and now they're friends like I, I, it's just a fun story there's there's nothing groundbreaking about it but for the what six seven hours of yeah. the, the game it's it's fun yeah fun throughout the the puzzles i thought the puzzles were actually better than a lot of the yeah Uncharted i 4 puzzles. agree with that <laughs> just crazy um, that open world segment it was really cool yeah it is i was a little disappointed by the reward you get which yep. was that bracelet mm -hmm. but then i was like well it actually makes sense because that bracelet anytime you're near uh a collectible it like dings it ching huh. like it rings which i mean like if you're going to take the time to do all of that which I you did, yeah. you are you're the type of person who wants to collect everything so like that reward actually makes a lot of sense yeah uh, because then you can collect everything and i almost did went back through all the levels and collected everything and then i just went you know what this is not why i play uncharted after i did that in uncharted 3 i decided to never do it again <laughs> well this would have made it easier because oh it would have yeah, yeah. But, but i was just watching a youtube video for uncharted 3 mm -hmm. but yeah that i there's nothing i can really say that was there's nothing groundbreaking like it it's not like four's ending uh but it was just a fun fun adventure <laughs> i i recommend you you try it <sighs> I, I really do like i know you're dreading yeah, it no, no. but once I'm you not... get like an hour in you're gonna be like this I'm... is still fun and then and then it'll be over before you know it i'm really not dreading it i just don't say you don't like the series no no i i, I do like the series I don't know. I, yeah, there's there's a lot of things I want I want to play. I, I if you get a chance, I I definitely do recommend just right. I mean, you can do it in one day, right? 
and I don't think you'll regret it, and it'll be over before you realize. So I assume it's not in your top three or top two at this no, point. So, but would you would I no I I liked it a lot. Yeah, I, would you say I it was better than four? I don't think that a lot of people do. I just I like the plot of four. I I would say this is maybe. Like, I think 4 is the best one. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I would put this, like, top 3 Uncharted games, though. Probably. Like, it, it is very good, but yeah, right. I, I just... The whole the whole thing of 4 for me was, like, it was a payoff for if you had played the whole series. Yes, yes. And, like, I, I really like Chloe in general. So Which like this that. was supposed to be just DLC. Yeah. Like, and, and it does yeah. a lot more than that. Right. Like, I just like Chloe in general. So yes. I don't, I don't know. It yes. works well for me. And, and I think Uncharted 4... That's one of the best endings to any franchise, like in any like yeah. movies, video games. Like they, they a lot of care went into ending that series, yeah. which I appreciate. Well, like this just shows that like Uncharted doesn't have to be Drake, right? Like I, any but, of those characters could go and hunt treasure, like, right. and it would still be a fun, good experience. Yes, but I don't think I, I think they're kind of done with. Uncharted. Oh no, I, I agree with that. And, but and I'm just if, saying, like, if the passion's not there, don't do it. It doesn't have to be Drake, right. basically, right? And I, and would I actually prefer... think they're like more likable characters than Drake is. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I like Nathan. No, I, I like Drake, but I, I think that Chloe and Nadine are like more likable characters overall because they're not as like smarmy. Like, it, you know what I mean? Like, they're not as like so full of themselves. That, like, I see, like, which I like that, that about him, and it adds to, to his me. charm. But like, he's I, such I don't a know. wise ass. Just overall, like, they're not that character necessarily. Right. So like, it's just. Like he's it's such different. a he's such a wise ass. I like the scenes where they make fun of him. Yes, where they're just yeah, they're very good. <laughs> and then like, did you like Sam in this game? Yeah, I like Sam in the last one. Though, oh, so, you did. Yeah. But I yeah, he does good. Mm-hmm. He does well with his comic relief role. Yes, and, like, he, yes. That's a that's a good reveal when it mm-hmm. happens because of how butt hurt she gets. Yes. but like, it's very good. Yes. I, was, I wanted Sully to be there so bad. <laughs> but he's so old. That's fine. He's It's a fantasy world. Man. <laughs> Sully can do whatever he wants. He didn't play a huge role in Fool. No, he did so. But he, this was his time. You know? Hey, Sully is my PlayStation avatar. <laughs> and will remain my, my avatar for the rest of uh, the PlayStation. My, the history of PlayStation. Yeah. So. Alright. Top two. I'm wondering what yours is, cause like right. I think I know what I think I know what it is. Okay, I'm gonna unplug my phone so I stop doing that. My number two game of the year is Persona Five. <laughs> what is number one? What? Uh, so, yeah. um, what? Persona Five is very good. Is it your number two? We'll see. Okay, I so I I started this year thinking. Which this this happened with The Witcher Three also. It was like, I I knew before it even happened like this is my thing. Like I know I will like this game and I know I will feel very strongly about it. It it is as good as I thought it would be. And like everybody on the internet may have turned on this game and everybody likes to talk a bunch of shit yeah. about it now about how it might not have had the best story. I don't agree with that. Like, I really, really like the plot of Persona 5. And, like, even if I think the translation kind of muddled that a little bit, where they, like, got way too much on the, like, we hate adults thing, it's more about, the, it's more about like, a societal issue with, like, 
corruption and like people are shitty and like they're trying to change that and like make the world a better place overall for everyone to exist in because like they they still go through with the like oh adults are shitty later on even though half the people that are your confidants are adults right so that just seems like a weird translation like disconnect to me which because i it almost certainly isn't like that in the original i mean i guess i don't know but like it just when over half the people who are helping you as confidants are also adults you can't just be like fuck adults the whole time which like that also only happens for like the first couple hours of the game i feel like and then it slowly transitions but like i love all those characters i love that world that game has the most style period (laughs) like it just like those fucking menus like i remember people were making gifts of those menus from the fucking trailers just being like look at this (laughs) look at this thing like this is this is fucking ui that someone designed that shit looks so good because of how stylized it is it's a fucking ps3 game yeah it came out on ps3 and ps4 like that's that's where a couple of my friends played it is on ps3 like (laughs) and it still runs just as well it looks just as good. Like, that game is optimized so well. And yes, it was supposed to come out in the winter of 2014. <laughs> Here we are in the, whatever, spring of 2017, and it finally came out because they, like, realized, like, oh, shit, we should make it for PS4, which, like, fuck them for that. They probably should have started at the same time, but, like, they didn't, and then they had to, like, kind of restart to make it whatever. It was worth it. Like, I love that game, and I still... I like it better than 4. Yes. And most people do not agree with that at all, but I think that is because most people played 4 first. Yeah. I still, I've thought about it a lot, and I don't know that I like the characters more than 3. But, like, they're all different, right? And, like, they even have different color schemes. Like, 3 is blue, 4 is yellow, 5 is red. Yeah. And I guess black, but they all have black in them, too. But, like... I don't know. They're, they go into people's hearts and they they steal their heart. They go basically go into like their weird <clears throat> desires and like you find out what is what the person is actually like and like what I personal like I, I've talked about this before. I did a podcast on Persona Five and like what I like about it and it's the same reason why I really like Phoenix Wright is because it's not necessarily like what is right and wrong. It is what you believe to be right. Like, even though what they are doing might technically be, like, a moral gray area to change what people are doing, they believe that it is right, and I like a strong personal sense of justice. Yeah. And that is... Oh, it's just... I like it. I like all the characters, even though people want to shit on Ryuji. I really like (laughs) Ryuji. I really like Futaba. Who's Ryuji? The blonde guy. What's wrong with him? I don't know. People seem to people not like, like him. him. Yeah, he's not oh. Junpei. So. He's oh fuck it. Like, <laughs> I love Junpei too. I will say that on I this mean, podcast. Junpei rules. But he seemed a little like excitable. I guess he is. Like, but like he also like they all develop in a way that is like oh this character is like actually good oh, yeah. and like well written and they fucking far, they interact in ways that real humans would interact. Yeah, which does not happen in games a lot of the time. Like usually dialogue like that is like super robotic. But they're like they're fucking high school kids. Right. So, like. Most of the people who are like, who talks like this is like people who are in high school <laughs> because you're not in high school anymore. Like you don't remember what that was like. I Yusuke is my favorite character. I love Yusuke. He's so good. Oh god, I was thinking about Yusuke for a second. No. Okay, yeah. Yeah, Yusuke. He's so good and he just ice I'd like to point out you haven't point you haven't even said the best part of the game. 
Which is the music? It's so good. Shoji Maguro <laughs> is my guy. Oh my Fucking, I remember the first time booting up Persona 3 and you hear Burn My Dread, and you're just like, <laughs> what is this? This changed my life. And like, Shoji Maguro did it, like, each soundtrack is like slightly different. The soundtrack of Persona 5 is fucking so good. Yeah. I think about, like, when I'm just, like, walking around in my everyday life, I think about the song that plays when you are in Sojiro's cafe. Oh, yeah. Like, it's just, like, that is the kind of music that I just want to be playing in my life as I walk around. Like, I love that song. And just all of it. Like, I, I, well, some of, some of the ones, like, the music that plays when you're fighting uh, Shido... Rivers in the Desert? Yeah, people really I like that one. That song. I did, that's what? like the, that's the, I'm not a huge fan of it. I don't think it's so bad. I just think it's weird. Oh man. Yeah, people really like that one. Yeah. But yeah. like uh Life Will Change. Life Will Change is so fucking good. Like the music that plays whenever you are like getting ready to do the heist. That's what that song is. It just is like it gets me so pumped up. And I think that the plot twist is so good. Like, the main plot... Both plot... Like yeah. The fucking plot twist on yeah. plot twist action. Like, people want to bitch about Igor's voice. Come see me after you yeah, beat the game. Like, right? like what the fuck? It, uh, now, is the whole game, like... Kind of, like, set in the past where you're talking to that police officer about what not the Not the whole game. Yeah, not the when whole game. When does that change? You catch up to that yeah. point. When like about halfway through the game, no, or well, kind of, like, kind of maybe the end. three fourths, but three probably three fourths. The plot twist happened. Oh okay. my god, it's so good. And like, yes, that part is kind of weird because it's like very anime and how they like over-explain yeah. what happened. But like, of course, it's a fucking Persona game. Like, obviously, it's very anime. <laughs> it's the most anime, and like that works. And then like that second plot twist happens after when you think there will be nothing else. And, like, that was mind-blowing in itself. And I think that one is a better plot twist, personally. Even though, like, what happens with that whole thing is crazy. And, like, it just... It works. And I like that world. I just, like... I've always liked Persona. And I always like the social aspect of it more than the actual playing of the game. Which, like, it's the same battle system that Persona has had. It's you attack the weakness and then you do an all-out attack. And, like, I... Fusing Personas is basically the same as it was before. I mean, they made, like, quality of life improvements to that kind of thing. uh, Which, like, is is good. Uh, Oh, this is kind of random. Did you see the fucking trailer for their fantasy game? Fantasy game? Yeah, they're making it... The Persona team is making it. It's called Re-Fantasy. Oh, I... It's, like, got real people in it. That that doesn't have anything to do with this, but it's fucking weird. Huh. I don't know what they're doing, but I, I don't think they're going to make another Persona game for a long time, which, like, I that's yeah. fine with me. Um, this one took long enough to come out anyways, because, uh, yeah, then they're remaking Catherine. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, that's right. So they Atlas has a lot of weird different stuff going on with those teams, but, like, I think this was a good one. And, I mean, like, if you're just looking for, like, that kind of JRPG thing, which I'm always looking for, and to have it actually be, like, people would disagree, but, like, actually well-written and good... I Persona Five rules. It seems like I, I I didn't play through the whole thing, yeah. but like from what I read or what I played, it the story seemed interesting. It, it, was it just, is, and it does. I, it drags on for yeah. a, a, too it was, long. It was but like for a lot. It was also a lot. everybody forgets that every Persona game drags yeah, on for too. Like yeah. the end of four is like so long. Yeah. Like the whole part after you get Nanako and all that stuff is just goes on forever. 
Yeah, they they really get like I don't know, kind of supernatural, like yeah, right mm, near the end. But yeah. so did Catherine. In yeah. a weird way. And like I I don't. Catherine was weird because I wasn't expecting that at all. But like I'm usually expecting to fight an ancient Japanese god at the end of a Persona <laughs> game. Like that's just and you yeah. fight. I know that's happening. a god, right? You god. Do. It, it, I think a it god, is I a know. god. Yeah. I never know if it's the god or a god. But, like, I'm going to be real with you here. 95% of all JRPGs end with you fighting god. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That will happen That's in true. Xenoblade. It happened in the last Xenoblade. It happens in Xenogears. It happens in Xenosaga. Like, it happens in fucking everything. Yeah. So, like, it's not surprising. And people always get weird about that. But it's like, I don't know. Japanese people got a thing with god, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> but it... I Persona Five is dope. Everyone should play play listen to the music. Everyone should listen to the music. I don't know if everyone should play it. Everyone. Yes. (laughs) Everyone should play it. Very good. Everyone should try it. Don't. Everyone should try it. The text messaging app is good. I downloaded it. Yeah. So my phone could look like the Persona Five text messaging. Okay. All right. What do you got? So my number two is The Legend of Zelda. Breath oh, of the yeah. I, I don't know. But... Yeah. That game. They, they're like... I don't, I don't really get it. Like, the exploration <laughs> is, like, so amazing and well done. And, like, the whole sandbox, they, they really, like... Just kind of let you do anything, like even with like physics and stuff like that. There's there isn't really that many restrictions on what you can do, which I think is amazing. Their their vertical, a, a, a lot of open world games don't have a lot of like verticality in them. Oh with, yeah, like, the that climbing is true. And stuff actually. and like how fast you can travel like vertically. Most of the time when you see the mountain, you can't actually go Yeah. <laughs> and just, like, yeah, the whole thing with the hang glider and how you can just... Oliver! ...go so far. And... They made the... I still think one of the best things about it is, like, when you open up... When you see something off in the distance, and you can, like, zoom into that area, and you can just mark it from there for later is like still just so amazing and impressive and like <sighs> I kind of wish they gave you more more what do you mean like markers yes uh, yeah, I agree with that uh, cause like like there was like the six lights or whatever and I'd be like oh I see a couple more shrines that I'd like to mark and then like I'd have yeah, to like delete like, it and then I'd be like oh no no I-. See, see what I would do whenever I like had the the light thing all fold up was like I would just go find I would open up the map find one of the light things and then just put an actual like mm. stamp Stick on it there, right yeah. just like yeah the durability thing like I thought that would be a problem before but I, I didn't mind it I didn't find myself cooking that much though I did a lot of cooking <laughs> I didn't you do get, anything you do, crazy. You get so many dumb buffs from there. Yeah, you can, like double your health for no reason. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, I didn't really do anything too crazy, but like I'd always cook the raw meat just because you got a little bit yeah. more. And then I'd be like, oh, I'm gonna throw in some fruit or something, mm-hmm. just just little things. Yeah, but you can like make your health go yes, crazy. Yeah. Well, and make it so you stamina. Yeah, stamina, stamina, stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, just like the amount of freedom. Yeah, like you were saying with the shrines and how like mm. you can solve them any different way and whatever. But how freaking people, people who have been like speed running it or whatever, just like using stasis to launch themselves like way across the map is like insane. Yeah, the fact that you can just like go <laughs> beat it like right away yeah, is wild yeah. because it is like. You can do whatever, right? And it works. Like you can beat Ganon right away if you're good enough. How do you even get the weapons, though? Wouldn't they break before you even? I don't know. It just seems crazy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you can't obviously since you didn't get the Divine Beast, you don't skip the first half of the fight. Well, exactly. So I think you have to fight the four bosses from the Divine Beasts Ooh. before you fight Ganon. I think. Huh. I think that's how it works. That's. I'm glad I did that. Yeah, I like doing that. Because, like, right. at the end, it was just like, well, at least half his health is gone. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure you fight those four things beforehand. Yikes. So, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know what they use. I've never actually watched the Ganon fight bar, but I've, like, watched people launch themselves to stay yeah, some of yeah. that crazy shit. Or, like, people, like, build weird boats that they use the leaf to, like, mm. blow themselves, like, across. It's, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Just, like, the amount of freedom in, like, the way you tra- traverse the world is, like, I, I can't... I can't stress that enough. Like, that's just so impressive to me. It's a really good game. Yes. Yes, it is. I think that is the only one that was on all three of our lists. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I want to know what your number one is. We'll, we'll find out. I way, I guess. I have an idea. My number two yeah. is probably the biggest surprise of the year. Okay. Do you have an idea what it is? I do not at this moment. It is Yakuza Zero. Yeah, boy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that, that's why I was so quiet when you when you it's talked so about it. <laughs> I love Majima. Oh. I just I I've when I started playing that game, I was just like, this is just gonna be a a stupid anime, like just like way too <laughs> Japanese. I'm not gonna like it, and I was kind of hard on it with like the 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 tra- the localization and the translations. If you remember when you yeah, first walked yeah. in, I was like shitting on it. But the more I played it, I was just like, there's something to this, <laughs> it, 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 and I just kept playing it because I kind of liked the combat. But then, like as the story progressed, I was like, this is. This is like a soap opera. Like I, it is exactly <laughs> like that. Yes, it is. It's a crazy Japanese soap opera. It was, it was just a crazy ride throughout. Just kind of like Wolfenstein, but I enjoyed playing Yakuza a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, my only complaint was: Do you remember the one mission where you're in a car and you're like shooting all those people? It sucks. It, it <laughs> do the same fucking thing in Kiwami, except it's like seven times as long, and you have to. Uh, I don't want to complain about the gameplay aspect. Yeah, it just narratively doesn't fit because like the entire game, he's like Batman, where he's like, I don't kill people, and then you're just blasting people with guns. Yeah, like definitely. it's it just it just didn't fit the game. They shouldn't have had that in there. That that really bothered me because it he is. does have that like Batman. He I does, don't kill, yeah. and, and then you shoot tons of people, and you're like, I think you're killing some people here. But no, that I'm disappointed that I'm not gonna 
be able to be Majima anymore because yeah. that character. I feel like that's gonna bum a lot of people out because most people Good. liked him more than Kiryu in Zero, and like that sucks mm-hmm. when you're like, yeah. oh fuck, I know what happens for the rest of the series, but you, no one else does. So like, I, yeah. I, I, this was my first Yakuza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, and I mean it's a good place to start. Cause right, it's the beginning of the whole thing. And I did, I do want to play the first one, Kiwami, Kiwami and then. Then six is coming out in March, yeah. or, so I'm de- I'm definitely gonna play that. I I can say I'm a Yakuza fan now. Yeah, I like I'm, Yakuza. Very much. <laughs> it's very good. I I didn't. I went in with this like expecting to hate it, kind of like the way I felt about Nier. Yeah. Uh, kind of the way I felt about Persona. Ne- not necessarily where I hated it, but just it wasn't for me. I tried it. I finished this game. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I yes, this game. I am a Yakuza fan. Uh, if you haven't played Yakuza, play Yakuza. You, you, you have to play Yakuza. So, people are always like, oh man, there's like all these crazy scenes in like Yakuza 0. I still think the craziest scene in the entire franchise is in 5. He, Kiryu is, he walks up to this gang of people, there's like a hundred people that are there to kill him. This guy whips out a rocket launcher. I think I have a gif of this on my phone. He shoots the rocket at Kiryu, point, like basically point blank, and Kiryu like sidesteps like he's in the Matrix, and the rocket just like goes behind him and blows up, and you're just like, this is the best. Like this game is the fucking best. And like there's just a bunch of like stupid fucking shit like that. You're just like Kiryu's the best. This game rules. It's I will so say good. every interaction where they're about to fight made me laugh because it, it would just be a normal, and then at the end they just scream. The last thing they say it was always they just screamed whatever they were saying, and yeah. just the entire <laughs> game just made me laugh throughout. And, oh, and like the characters are well written. They it, are. It it was a very engaging story. Uh, tons of fun mini games. That one trophy, that was probably my favorite trophy of the year. Yeah. Although it did make me a little uncomfortable because like the girl looked a little too young. But I, I'm not <laughs> <laughs> I assume they wouldn't put anyone yeah, under eighteen. Yeah, so. too. But yeah, I. Yeah, because it's crazy. Yes. It, like I feel like Zero is a bunch of weird stuff, but like. That's that franchise. Four and five are just like they like basically were like we don't know what to do anymore, and now we just have to make it just crazy. Is it basically? Like, do you remember the plot of four? Kind of, yeah. Like I remember it so well, and like thinking about that is just like, what is this? Like it is, is just it, so weird. Is it like Fast and Furious where four like it gets off the rails a little bit, it, and then like five you're like, just like everybody yeah. gets shot, but like then maybe oh, yeah, they yeah. weren't actually, and like it's just is like it happens like eight hundred times in that game, and you're like I don't know who's getting shot anymore. I don't know what's happening. I just love playing as Tanimura. Yeah, people like Tanimura. <laughs> I, I want him back. Yeah, but he was he was based on like a Japanese yeah. actor, so they probably will never have him back. Because, like, in 5, you play as Saijima again, but not, uh... Yeah. It, it's a great franchise. Yes, I, I like it a lot. Yeah, I look forward to playing more. It's just... The combat did burn me out a little bit, so oh, I wanted to... Don't worry. I wanted <laughs> to take my time, you know, getting... You know, playing the others. I didn't want to burn myself out, so... Yeah. I look forward to playing uh, Kiwami and then Yakuza 6 yeah. uh, in 2018. Mm-hmm. I gotta play those, too. Man... It's a lot of games that I didn't play that I wish I did. <laughs> Zero was crazy. It was. You can just watch the their playthrough on Giant Bomb. 
No, but I, mm, I feel like I, I need to play it. It seems like Dan, like... He really hated it. And then he, like, talked about how great it was throughout the... Uh, yeah, I don't <laughs> know, man. It, well, I, I had very strong feelings at the end of their series there. That was like, why is, why is this happening? Because I want them to keep playing it, but I don't think they're going to... Um, so... All right, that's that's uh, that's my number two. That's everyone's number two. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is definitely my biggest surprise of the year. Best surprise. I I am so happy I played that game. Nice. All right. My number one game this year is Night in the Woods. I knew it. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I uh, <laughs> like I. I related to that game in a way that, like, usually doesn't happen in games. Like, it perfectly captures what it is like to go away to college and then come back and have everything be, like, kind of different but still, like, kind of the same at the same time. And, like, also, like, I had some rough times at college for a little bit, so, like... I know what it is like to want to, like, drop out, and I know what it is like to have a lot of emotional problems like that. Like, I... I've been clinically depressed for, like, most of my life, like, a large portion of it, so, like, I know what that's like, too. And it is just, like, it's really weird to see that captured so perfectly in a video game form. And it's just, like, that world works so well at doing what it's doing. Like, everything fits together in a way that, like, makes it... I, I don't know, like, I wanted to talk to everybody and, like, do everything and see everything in that world. And, like, that's why I'm playing it again now, and it is, like, that new stuff adds a lot to it. Um, and just, like, even the other night, I went to, I did the scene again where she goes to the party. Oh, and, yeah. the, and, like, that's just, it's so good. She's so dumb at that party. Yeah. She throws up and she forgets B's mom is dead. It's just, it, she's so weird and, like, it, it just works, though. It's hard because, like, I don't think she's, like... She's one of the least likable main characters I've ever seen in a video game. Oh, I like her very much. Though. I think she's oh, yeah. relatable, but I don't think she's likable. Oh, I like—I actually like her oh, a lot too because she's like not intentionally being no. shitty, and like I, later on she realizes very much that she is being shitty. Right, right. And like I think that works. But I, it, it did rub me the wrong way with like, how do you forget your friends? mom died yeah. like that that like like that would I be mean, like that, me that like, could happen that, right. but that'd be like me asking you how your dad is like well you know i know that, but like that's also on. that's also a lot different because like we were like we knew that about each other like they had grown apart and like i, and if, I uh, didn't get that yeah story yeah but, like they, they had grown apart in like a very serious way to the mm. point where they like didn't even know what was happening in each other's lives anymore like at all so like it, it, it is just weird and like b definitely like hated her for a variety of reasons, because she had to stay home, and, like, May got to go to college and stuff like that, and there was, like, a lot of resentment in that way. And, like, well, yeah, and she, like, became closer with Greg at that point, mm-hmm. right? And so, like, that's how you get that whole relationship. And then it's weird, because, like, Angus is still, like, kind of her friend, but not really, because he doesn't like it when Greg hangs out with her, because he does, like, more, like, petty crime-related bullshit and stuff like that. But, like, at the end of it, at least, you, like, get the sense that these characters actually give a shit about each other in a Mm. way that is, like, very real and genuine. Like, they be and they make up for the most part. Um, And they, like, realize that, like, oh, shit, like, you basically had a nervous breakdown at school. Like, I'm sorry I was such a dick to you about Mm. it for, like, Mm. the entire game. 
and like that is one thing it's kind of weird that they hold that out on you for like almost the entire game until she finally like says what happened at the end um but like it works and like then you get more context for that character the part that i don't think is great is the whole like lovecraftian horror thing that happens near the end Uh, like because like the first time i played it i had like a dangan a similar thing to danganronpa the first one where i was just like this ending like doesn't do it for like it just undoes most of what i thought was cool about it but like the second time when i watch you play through it it's more like they use that as like a weird device to like bring them together in a way like who knows if that was even real you know what i mean like they don't like explicitly say that like it seems that way but then it's like also like kind of the plot of hot fuzz which is kind of cool because it's like the but like for for all you know that none of that was even real like you you don't know if that actually happened or not because of the way like the because of the way it cuts in and out like it just is really weird like the timeline of the end of the game gets very odd because hmm. there's like that whole scene where they she's like I don't know if she's dreaming that where it's like her she's like dead in the church oh yeah, yeah. or they think she's dead. Yeah, but then they they did find that arm. They did, and like mm-hmm. I th- I think that is yeah like that. I mean is that real. was definitely real because yeah. the the aunt was like, "Hey, how about you don't poke a you know an arm?" That's... I think she was one of them. I think her aunt was one, oh, one of the yeah. people. I do think that, but definitely the city council mm. was those people because they're shitty. Um, but like even just like the random side characters you find like uh, the janitor Selmers. The poet, yeah, yeah, that's so good. She's, when you <laughs> when you hear listen to all her poems, and then you like are in the library, and you like you're sneaking around a library to try to find information about the stuff, and like you go downstairs because you hear people are there, and it's the poet club meeting in secret. <laughs> mm-hmm. It just like scenes like that are just so good. Or like when they fucking go to the when you go to the mall with B, yeah, and they like have that whole like this is what malls used to be like, and they, like, shoplift, and there's that shitty version of what Hot Topic is like. Like, it's all just so, like, very real. And the fucking scene in the cemetery with those fucking goth kids and that... Oh. <laughs> now, just, who did you take? Because you get two out of three. I took... Uh, I took Greg and... Um, well, I guess. Well, then how did you get the... The cemetery scene. Yeah, I said when Nukio played. Oh, okay. But yeah, that that scene that's like the only time you get to hang out with Angus, and like that is right. very good because you learn about like what his family was like, and it's just so good because they're being chased up a mountain and he has asthma mm. and he's like having a very hard time doing it. It's just it's all good. Yeah, I just really like that game. I'm playing through it for the third time right now. Wow. And since they added that um, the new stuff, like it does seem very new, and like you can play all the songs again. The one that I think is really good is, like, she talks about, at the party, she wrote a song about that guy that she had broken up with, Cole. Oh, yeah. And it's called, like, Get Dead Angel Face or something. <laughs> and when you go to her base after that, that song is there. And you'll say to play it and she'll just be like, we're going to pretend that song didn't exist. And you can't actually, well, <laughs> stuff like that is just, like, it's good. And her mom rules. Yeah. Uh, her dad is good, too. It's just, it works overall, I think. I, I talked to a guy who was, like, really weird, and he said there might be a secret backyard wrestling league, and I really hope that that is true now, because <laughs> I need that to be true. But, like, even so, he was just, like, another random character that existed mm-hmm. with dialogue, 
or like there, there's an army recruiter now and you like talk to him and she tries to tell him that you should tell people that they'll see sharks because people like sharks <laughs> I just like that game a lot and I I didn't expect to like it as much as I did I just like randomly saw an ad for it once mm-hmm. and it was like it's coming out in April and I just remembered that and when it came out I got it and I hadn't heard anyone talk about it at that time um, but yeah it's cool you can get the platinum trophy now finally but I think I'd have to play through it two more times after this one I'm doing. I don't know. Yeah. The game does a really good job of, like, fleshing out the world when you talk to, like, everyone. Yeah, and, like, you can and examine just... things, like, everything, like, multiple times. And, yeah. like, if you do that, you get more context. Uh... No, at the end, because you spent more time with D, when, you, when she's, like, on the couch and just kind of talking, is she talking to B or is she talking... Because I had the moment where she was, like, kind of talking to Craig. Yeah, and I assume that would be more... Uh, it would be different, but still it, very similar. Um, I don't know, because, like, it seemed like... It seems like with B, like, they both kind of had, like, an epiphany of, yeah. like... Like, oh, where Greg... It, Greg just seemed more understanding and just kind of like, hey, you should have, like, come to me and talk to me. Yeah, and I... Where, like, Greg, it was... there, Like, she didn't have, like, some epiphany about Greg, where I think, like, she probably did have some... Yeah, like, which is the case, yeah. Right, with, with B. Mm-hmm. So, I do think that would be a... A little different, like, scenario. Yeah, yeah, it just works. I also... One other thing that's new in the patch is, like, you know how her mom is in the church? And there's a yeah. door behind her that yeah. you can't go in? You can go in there now, and you can, like, kind of see, like, a different room. But I can't get in there. And huh. I need to get in there. I gotta know what's in there. <laughs> I really hope you can save the uh, the homeless guy. Oh, now, yeah. Because it seems so weird that you couldn't before. Yeah. Because it was very obvious that he was gonna kill himself right and i was like you gotta you gotta tell this person the pastor of the church and i i wonder if you can actually do that now Hmm. i'll I'll have to keep playing and find out very curious all right right, nikio what you got (laughs) my number one is persona five i knew it so i knew our i knew our number one wouldn't be the same because i knew your number one was not going to be persona five yeah but yeah, I just yeah the, the music's really good. It's, it's style. I just I love the style of it. I really love the story. I I love how it's more than like oh adults are shitty and a lot of it is like you you have the power to help people that are too afraid to step up. Or have the confidence to, like, fend for themselves. And it's it's just... I think it sets a really strong message about that. More so than it just being, like, your average Japanese RPG. I, uh, I love everything about it. The characters are amazing. Makoto, best girl. <laughs> um... My only real complaint about it is, like, I don't really... F- Compared to 4 and 3, I feel like there aren't as many, like, events or, like... Like, I know you went to Hawaii oh, and the TV station, but I feel like you didn't really, like, have that many, like, I guess, holiday-type events in this one than you did in the other. Hawaii sucks. 
Yeah. It was like, it really did not pay off. It was really lame. Right. I felt like it was like. Nothing a, really happened then. No, you just like hang out with fucking Mishima. I did have that special moment with Makoto though, but like. No, oh, I had one with Anne, yeah. which is like, yeah, that's cool. But like, you fucking, you go to another country. Yeah. I and know. all you do is hang out and look at your cell phone. Like, right. come on, dog. What? So yeah, that was weird. But that was like when the Phantom Thieves were really blowing up, so. Yeah. Yeah, that game is really cool. Yeah, I like it a lot. A lot. All right, I think we've talked about every like big release this year. Yeah, and now and, you're gonna. And I'm gonna really do it. Yeah, you're gonna. With uh, the last big one, which is uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, mm-hmm. which uh, you guys fell off like instantly. I did. Mm-hmm. I still and feel bad. I want to try to play it, but I don't know that I'll ever get back. Uh, this. It was such a great story. It People really, really was. like it. Yeah. Uh, do you guys know what happened? Do you mind if I spoil it? Because no, I'd like to talk can, about yeah, it. Yeah, you can go. Uh, so, like, as you know, like Aloy, it, it starts out. She's you know as a baby, and you kind of watch her grow up a little bit, and and so she, so she's just kind of going through the world and kind of discovering what happened, you know, in in the world. Because in case you don't know, it's just about a. Post up, it's like a post post apocalyptic yeah, world. The humans have come back. From yes, being destroyed basically. Yeah. yeah, so you know some of it. Then. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yes, yeah, so you you, you kind of <clears throat> the way you get all that information is by watching these holograms. And uh, one one person that you meet is a woman named Elizabeth Sobeck. She is a scientist, and uh, she she's a very brilliant scientist. So. Yeah, throughout the game, you just kind of find out that uh, what happened is this man, Ted Faro, he designed these robots that uh, consumed organic matter, and uh, <clears throat> they were basically like war robots, and he designed them so they were unhackable, mm-hmm. so like no one could ever hack these robots, And uh, but eventually they kind of spun off and they stopped listening to him. So then they were going to destroy the world. He couldn't hack them because they were essentially unhackable. Oh, yeah, it would yeah. take 50 years to to hack these robots. So the problem is they had 18 months and they were going to destroy everything on the Earth. So that's when Elizabeth Sobeck was brought in. And her plan was to basically create Mother Nature as like a computer program. And so uh, they just... They brought in, at, you know, f- people of all types. I mean, you had consumer, computer engineers, you had linguists, you had people who were historians and scientists, and they all kind of came together to create this this program, Gaia. And Gaia, really, what it was meant to do is, once once all the humans were eradicated, destroyed, Gaia would then figure out a way to shut down the robots. Uh, then to uh, stabilize the earth, bring, you know, like, plants back and bring, you know, nature back. And then once the entire atmosphere was stabilized, then to bring back humans. So they did have a concern that uh, (coughs) she's going to mess up a couple times, so they created a failsafe called Hades. And so if Gaia messes up... Hades takes over, destroys the world, and Gaia can start over. Uh, <clears throat> so, eventually that happens, and, you know, they humans are brought back, and then there's this 
for whatever reason, Hades starts taking over. And Gaia notices this, blows herself up. But then in the process, she, she blew herself up to destroy Hades. Uh, but before doing so, she created a genetic clone. And that genetic clone is who Aloy, ha- Aloy is. Uh, she, she, the Elizabeth, Aloy is Elizabeth Sobek. She's yeah. the genetic clone. Uh, so it, it ended up being a very powerful moment when you find out that, oh, okay, so like this woman is, it's the same person. And it makes sense because it's both. Ashley Birch or yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it was it's hard to really kind of take a 30 hour story and condense it yeah. down uh, but there were were a lot of like just powerful moments in that game and uh, there is a great last scene where uh, Eloy kind of goes and visits her Elizabeth Sobeck's you know body mm-hmm. And uh, that's just kind of the whole the whole perp, like kind of story of the game is just kind of like uh, compassion and care. Uh, it, it's kind of hard to explain, but it, it it ended up being one of my favorite stories. It, it was a very happy story. It's unlike uh, uh, near where it's kind of like a sad and makes you really think. This is just kind of like a complete story that. It it is fully fleshed out if you take the time because there's a lot there's a lot more and a, a lot of the collectibles are just like things like finding keys or finding just random things that we you know in yeah, our everyday now, lives yeah. it it's it's just it's very odd it's it's very well thought out um, I do know there's some issues with cultural appropriation yeah I've I, seen that I don't necessarily know that. I, I got far enough to see most of that. I didn't really get that at all. Like I, I, I don't know. Like I, it. There are some tribal things, but like, it just kind of makes sense that the world would be tribal at that point. I, yeah. I, I don't know. Like I certainly didn't play that game and ever think of Native Americans. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it is a Danish company, so. <laughs> I, I, they may not have thought about that either. I don't know, yeah. but um, it, I do think the game gets compared to Zelda, and I don't think that's fair. No, I don't either. Because this is a narrative-driven game, whereas Zelda is definitely not at all. No, I mean it's Kill Ganon, right? Save Zelda. It's it, my it, favorite it, narrative. No, it's Zelda. Is, it's all about exploration. Where this is definitely narrative-driven, and yes, the just kind of going around the world is not as exciting as Zelda, but that's not what they were going for. So. No, I, yeah. And I know you didn't really like the combat, cause, but, like, I love using a bow. Yeah. I liked, that was my preferred combat in Zelda, was using a bow, so. I, I do, if you guys do take, you know, play, you know, just play through the story. Don't, don't, yeah, yeah. don't go for all the side don't missions. So I would go for every side mission. <laughs> yeah. And plus, I loved fighting those. I played this game three times. I know. Just, yeah, like, yeah. just like you played. Yeah, your, words, yeah. and I play games on easier medium. I played this game on very hard. Yeah. I, when I'd be fighting machines, like I would be holding my breath, and then when I'd finally destroy them, like I would be out of breath a little bit because I, cause it, it, was, it was very difficult. It, mm. Yeah. I I this is yeah, one of my really favorite games. Yes, yeah, yeah. like I would say top 5 favorite game of all time. Yeah. For sure. 
I kept begging you guys to play. <laughs> I, I couldn't do it. I tried. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just not. I don't know. It just didn't do it for me. And like, I feel weird about that because like it seemed to do it for a lot of people. Uh, I, but I don't know. Like it. I don't know. After the giant bomb, watching all that, like I, I don't know if it. I don't know. I, like it reviewed very well at the time. Yeah, uh, and, then, and like, like most people seem to like it, and like I, people I know really like it. Um, I should hang out with them. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, so I, yeah, I, I don't know. I just didn't. I don't know. It just didn't grab me, yeah. and I, that's probably for a myriad of different reasons. But it does seem really cool, and like I, the, the story seems interesting enough. Uh, that it would be cool to see it through. I There's just, also a very emotional moment when she visits Rost's grave. Oh, yeah. That would most likely be. Yes. Yeah. yes. You but, probably didn't even get that far. No, I don't think. I, don't yeah. think so. I did. Um, well, th- that's like way on, like later on when she visits yeah, yeah, the grave. Yeah, yeah. But yes, like he, he sacrifices himself to for her, yeah. her to survive, basically. Yeah. Isn't that all, like the beginning of the game? It is pretty close to it. Yes. Yeah. Okay. 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 I mean, I, I I like made it to the second area. I just didn't. What's the second area? Did you do the trial? I don't. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> like the gate opened up or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I did the trial. Okay, I, I made yeah, that yeah. like. And then like then she was then. attacked. By those people, right? The trial. At the trial. Yeah. That the, after the trial, she was attacked. Uh, I don't know. Because <laughs> oh. like it, it was found out that Hades sent those people. Huh. Oh, yeah. They Hades wanted her dead because Hades knew she was Elizabeth Sobeck. Oh, and yeah. It was something she didn't know. Yeah. So yeah. It, it definitely is a very it. It's a well fleshed out story. Yeah. I, I do worry that John Romero. I think he, yeah, I think he was the writer. I hope he sticks around if they make others, because I don't know how well it'll work if he's not there. If you're curious about this game, watch the No Clip documentary on Horizon. It's very, it's very good. Daniel Dwyer is a great person. He's doing a good job. Yes. So, all right, that all right, was well, that. Does it for 2017? 2018's <sighs> gonna rule. You think so? Monster Hunter's coming out, Matt. Is that your most anticipated 2018 title? Maybe. I'm also very excited about Nino Kuni 2 after its third fucking delay. Yeah. My fourth, actually, but I'm kind of worried about that game. Inazuma 11 Ares is going to make it to Japan, so that's pretty cool. I think Dragon Quest 11 is going to come out in English this year. Yes. That'll be crazy. Jeez. Like I said, Digimon comes out in two weeks. Dragon Ball Fighters is gonna be dope. The Last of Us too. Yeah, I'm I'm curious. If that should like, be I, good too. I, it's one of those things where like if it was any other studio, I'd be like, oh no, uh, they're gonna fuck this up. But it's Naughty Dog, so like I think they they've earned the they have a pedigree. Yeah. They've earned it. So, and I think the game I'm most excited about is Spider Man. I thought you were gonna say Kingdom Hearts uh, three. Please. Mm, I, I think, think I don't think Game of Thrones is coming out this year. Do you think yeah. Do you think you'll try Spider Man? I will definitely play Spider Man. Yeah, I'm actually pretty excited for that. I keep forgetting that it is supposed to come out this year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I'm hoping that'll be like Arkham. Uh, yeah, to, like Arkham. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, I don't mean the combat. Just like uh, Batman games always sucked, and then and then it was good. Yeah, uh, this will be the good Spider Man. That's game what other I'm. Spider Man Two. Right. That's what I'm hoping. Spider Man Two. <laughs> 
Insomniac has a good track record as well. So. Yeah, they do. I I have faith that that game will at least be like pretty good. Yes, you know, if not above average. I'm not as excited about Red Dead. Um, yeah, I forgot. That's supposed to come out spring. Yeah. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> I think like Rockstar has a very bad history with delaying their games for a very long time. I feel like that game's been delayed like fifteen times. I think already. it was only delayed once. Oh really? Yeah, it was supposed to come out this year, but it did not. It was supposed to be like very recently, actually. I think. Um, Is God of War supposed to be this year yes. too, or yes. next year? Oh. That trailer made me not want to play it. I'm trying. Oh, I do want to play it so bad. <laughs> I don't know if I want a kid screaming. Norse mythology like, is so And that cool. looks... Which is another thing about Hellblade. It's all about Norse yeah, mythology. Yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of it, and that, that's really cool as well, so... Man. God of War. I'm very excited. Yeah, I think this year is going to be very good, too. I don't know that it will reach... 2017? 2017 highs for me, but it will be very good. Uh, Monster Hunter is very good. The last thing I want to ask is any video game related resolutions. I'm going to buy less games that I know I'm not going to finish. Because I did that a lot. Why did I buy the Dot Hack collection? <laughs> I don't fucking know. Because I own them on PS2 already and I wasn't going to play them again. So, Nukio, that's what you. Yeah, purchase less, finish more. Yep, I didn't finish Sonic Mania. I didn't finish <laughs> Cuphead. Cuphead is very good. That's what I want to say. Cuphead is very good. I just did not finish it. I, I think if, if a game's so hard that you can't finish it. It's not even that. I just gave up. Okay. Like, I it, I could have done it. I just didn't play it after that point. Um, and, like, yes, yeah, Sonic Mania just pissed me off. I got stuck on yeah. the boss. I fought it, like, four times. And after the fourth time, I was like, I don't want to redo the zone again. Yeah. That's not for me. I did play Sonic Forces. That made me never want to play Sonic again. Uh, yeah, I just, like, I started a whole bunch of games that I didn't beat, so, like, I feel like I I should know that there are a bunch of games I bought that I wasn't going to beat. Um, I should just try harder to do that. And I, I'd like to try more indie games, personally. Yeah. I, I played a lot of AAA games, and then at the end of the year here, I was just kind of scrambling playing all these indie games. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, maybe... You know, Give more indie games a try. I, I definitely like more na- narrative-driven stuff. Yeah. And that's... If you want narrative... Usually that's what most indie games are. Yes. It's just straight narrative. So. Yes. All right, well, that does it for this year. It was a pretty long one. Uh, I think we did longer last year, but that was because Justin was here. We had yeah. another we person. way over, but it was good. Yeah, I... I always enjoy this with you yes. guys. Very good. I, I can't believe it's already been a year. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, Gravity Rush came out at the beginning of the year. I was almost remember, forgot it existed. And I was like, oh my remember God. a couple weeks ago I said, I thought that game came out a couple years yeah, ago. Yeah, it did seem like very long. <laughs> Same thing with Yakuza Zero. I feel like I played that like seven lifetimes See, ago. I played Yakuza in the summer, so it doesn't yeah, feel Yeah, I as played long. it right when it came out. So it was like shortly after Gravity Rush. I hadn't finished Gravity Rush when Yakuza Zero showed up, and it was the first time ever that I didn't open a game immediately and beat <laughs> the one I was playing before it. But yeah, I gotta beat Xenoblade. Alright, so we will definitely be back with another one of these next year. I don't know what my next actual podcast will be about. It'll something. It'll be about Monster Hunter. Oh god, hopefully. Alright. See you guys next time. Peace out.